Jill Caroli, and you're listening to the Moto X Potro. Hey, it's Ricky Carmichael, and you're watching the Moto X Pod Show. Welcome to the Moto X Pod Show, starring Darkseid, his co-host Scotty, sometimes TJ. Merry Christmas. We're back. Moto X Pod Show with a, I guess, a surprise show. We didn't think we were going to do one this week. Got a hair up my ass last night, Scotty. Decided we we're gonna. I was gonna reach out to some riders and try to get a show going for everybody. So yeah, this is episode two fifty three this week. Brought to you by Cherubies USA. For decades, Cherubies USA has been the leader in moto plastic and accessories with products that fit perfect, look great, and last. Cherubies has what you need. Whether you need a full plastic kit, individual pieces, hand guards, chain guides, and sliders, or anything else they offer, visit CherubiesUSA.com and support our title sponsor and follow them on Instagram. And, uh, yeah, let them know you're listening. Racetech is also on board. Racetech is the world's largest aftermarket suspension modification company. All Racetech products include award-winning gold valves and settings are 100% guaranteed. Made in the USA, Racetech also offers state-of-the-art precision engine services and parts for all engine builders. So visit Racetech.com. Use that promo code MOTOXPOD to save. Also on board. This is the last one for these guys. Last show for a few of these sponsors. Fly Racing. They're on board. All their new stuff's out. Check out, check them out at your local dealership. Distributed through WPS. Expert goggles. Works connection. Use that promo code MotoXPod20. Get you a custom uh, custom master cylinder cover with some engravings. Get your name engraved, your number engraved. Or at the very least, you need a pro launch start device. Hook them up. Works connection. Torque One Racing. R Jerky. Berm Lords Graphics and Jersey ID. Shock Socks. Williams Moto Works. Extreme Colors. Helmet Painting. Blood lubricant oil lines. I just changed the oil yesterday in my Husky. Got that thing fresh. I did put the drain bolt back in tight. <laughs> made sure everything was set the way it's supposed to. Power band racing, true fusion sports, grill your ass off, all on board. Yeah, a few of those guys. This is the last show of 2021. New sponsor list coming in 23. But we're here tonight. Our show tonight, we've got Hunter Yoder from PRMX Kawasaki. Derek Kelly, check in from uh, AEO Power Sports. And we were working on getting Austin Forkner on, but that we're going to actually move that to another show. And then we're going to talk to Brandon Hartraff. You guys probably, I'm sure, unless you've been under a rock for the last couple of weeks, know about his injury. Very, very serious, significant injury. Life-changing injury for Brandon. Brandon's going to come on and talk a little bit about, you know, how, how off-season was going. And then, of course, we'll, we'll get into the, the darker side of what sometimes happens in the sport. We'll talk to him a little bit about that. In studio, Scotty. Scotty, what's up, man? What's going on? Uh, not much, man. How was your Christmas? It was very, very good. It was very Christmassy. Was it? Yep. Mine was pretty short. We, uh, we had a little get-together at my mom's Saturday morning, mm-hmm. and that was all I did. Like, you know, yep. I don't have young kids anymore and uh, single life, so... Bah yeah, humbug. I was just home. I literally worked... 
I think I have 15 hours or so in the Damon Bradshaw feature that I'm working on for Vital. I edited for, I, it felt like for 50 hours, but it's not, but it pretty much took up my Saturday and Sunday. I watched a little bit of TV too, but, and, you know, check yeah, out the football I, scores, make sure my Niners won. So okay. playoffs, baby, we're going. We're so going are all we? The way. Huh? So are we? Going in as a wild card. You won't make it long. You'll be out. Okay. Cowboys will be out pretty quick. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, the Cowboys and the Niners may end up playing each other. Uh, not probably not, not the, the first, first round, round but yeah. maybe, maybe, yeah. yeah. You never know. That's gonna be. A, I hate that. I hate when they play each other. Yeah, it's very uh, stressful. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Uh, first race coming up in about a week and a half. A one. Yeah. What do you, you? You got some questions, so I guess we just should get right into your questions. Yeah, we can do that. Yeah, before we get to Hunter Yoder. So yeah, let's let's see if you can carry this next fifteen twenty minutes of hmm. the. X brand lucid conversation. Where do I want to start? I let's, don't know. You should have been let's prepared. Let's start. Let's start with this one. Let's go with: Does Chase's outdoor season actually carry over to Supercross? Absolutely. Well, you want to care to elaborate? Care to elaborate on that a little bit? Yeah, I think last year what he finished. Um, man, I forget where he finished. He was kind of far down in the points. He had some bad races, some you know big crashes where he throw the start away. I don't remember exactly where he finished, but. He was figuring it out at the end of the season. Rolled over, like you talked about, in the outdoors mm-hmm. where he was extremely confident, figuring things out on the bike. He was not happy with the bike in Supercross. Outdoors he was. Um, so, yeah, I think the confidence of what he learned outdoors will roll in. Mm-hmm. Uh, I actually was – Chase was one of the guys I was trying to get on tonight. I think he learned a lot outdoors. He's the the head of the team now, basically, with Kenny yeah. being gone. So I think mentally he's probably learned a lot. He's going to be a very different Chase Sexton in yeah. my opinion, and he's ripping out to, or ripping during off season. I think if if you go off of just him battling with Eli, maybe that doesn't carry over. But they were a hands above the rest of the field. Yeah. So I I think that that kind of does you know like yeah maybe I didn't win the championship, but I I gave one of the greatest guys to ever ride outdoors a run for his money and we just completely demolished the rest of the field and so i think you're right i think that confidence because you know the reason i thought of this question was the last couple of years we there's been an outdoor guy where it's like oh hey that's going to carry over and it hasn't so i that's kind of ferrandis yeah ferrandis osborne you know know who picked him to win that year that was crazy yeah what an only an idiot would do that ridiculous yeah you want me to play the drop is that why you said that no it it, it doesn't need to be played (laughs) but uh we all you you learned Maybe. No, no you didn't him, learn. This you know? year. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, not really, but. All right. So it will be better this year, though. But, uh, yeah, I, I think like, so. A lot better. Yeah. Coker said all the problems that Dylan was having last year that mm-hmm. made him struggle in Supercross, he has is absolutely not having those problems. And Dylan told me the same thing. Dylan, I will not call Dylan for the championship, but Dylan will be significantly better this year. Anyway, go ahead. All right, that, that kind of is, makes a good point to this next question. Okay. Um, Are we done with Chase already? Is there anything else that you wanted to say about that? What do you think about the, you know, Steve talked about last year or, or last week and um, ML was in studio that it sounds pretty confirmed that his he's going to KTM in 24. Mm, I didn't, I didn't, was not aware of that. <sighs> okay, we're going to push past that. I ought to be huge, 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 news. huge news. To be fair, I, I do listen to that show and I listen to other stuff, but I do, I've been doing it while I'm at my new job. Yeah. So it's kind of like background noise. Sure. So like I do kind of like ghost out on some, some things and I miss some things. So, right. Uh, but yeah, so that kind of, you know, 
that's it's definitely I, something. Yeah, you kind of wonder if, if, and again, it's not confirmed, but it's, it, you know, we, we know it's happening. So is it's that like, because you, of Jet? I think he, I think it all, the, the situation came up when he was unhappy during Supercross last year. Mm-hmm. The, the discussions came up when he wasn't happy with the bike. So is, is KTM right now, does you think, depending on what KTM does this year in Supercross, has a lot to do with that decision in the long run? I, I don't think so. I think they. I think he's already made the commitment. He hasn't signed anything because he can't. But I think he's already made a verbal commitment. Hmm. That's the rumor. Let's just go with that. That's the rumor. Um, regardless of what happens, you just wonder, like this being a contract year, technically, like does that add extra motivation? I need to do better. I need to perform. Or or, or is, is he... it like, well, I already know where I'm going. I don't really care. You know, that's obviously he's not going to say I don't care. But I, I think Chase. Chase is one of the top. He's on my, my podium. Let's go with that. He's on my podium. Well, then let, let's 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 go down that rabbit hole. He does. Let's say he does win a championship on Honda. What does that do? What do you mean? Does it change his mind? Does he does does Honda throw him big bucks? Well, I mean, yeah, they're gonna try to throw him big bucks, but he doesn't care about money right now. He cares about the bike. I mean, he told yeah. he he did tell Michael Lindsay that uh, on record. Like, I it, Michael asked him at the. Um, the photo shoot, I think it was, or something that Honda did a couple weeks ago. If you were going to go to another team, what would be the reason? And he says, I don't care about the money right now. I care about the bike and the performance. I want to win a championship. So if he feels like KTM is a better fit team-wise, bike-wise, then that's what it's going to be. But then what if he wins a championship on the Honda, then obviously it was good enough. Yeah, but if he's not completely happy at Honda, that yeah. makes a difference. That is a fair, that's a fair yeah. point. Yeah, and I don't know if he is or not, but um, all right, next question. All right. Um, how invested is Tomac? Very. But what do you spe- be more specific? So let's but- say, you know, he's doing Supercross only, supposedly. Um, he's kind of, you know, he's kind of answered a lot of the questions that, you know, he's not a one and done season, Supercross championship anymore. He's had multiple outdoors, multiple Supercross champions. Uh, he's getting older. Is this kind of, you, do you think he's like a farewell tour kind of thing? Or do you, you know, because the reason I thought of this was it's arguable, arguable that at very multiple points during the season last year that he wasn't really the fastest guy. I could, oh, Jason was. I, Jason More was. Not, yeah. So, and he kind of just kind of played the, you know, he wasn't very, lack of a better word, impressive in the first four or so rounds. Arizona was the first time where he kind of showed up and, and showed us that dominant Tomac, you know, does, I have does a point on that point. If you want, I can wait. Okay. Uh, I, I was just, uh, I'll finish it up real quick. Okay. I, I was just going to say like, he kind of just played it smart and consistent. And then all of a sudden he had, you know, he had a, a big points lead because of Anderson had some mishaps with Mookie and right, all that right. drama and all that stuff. Sure. So does, you know, is he just going to kind of play it? cool and and cool and calm and collected and then see where that takes him or is is he coming out invested and like trying to you know be the guy no i think he's invested and trying to be the guy and he does always kind of start slow yeah that's because normally he stays in colorado riding by himself Mm -hmm. he he came to florida last year for a little bit Mm -hmm. this year he just spent a week in florida and like we had coker on or i had coker on for a vital interview a couple weeks ago and and he talked about that and and so did eli when i talked to him a couple weeks before that and like you don't he's not building that intensity the race intensity when he's riding by himself so he comes down to florida this year and rides for a week with the boys to get that intensity up so hopefully the season will start off 
more intense. It, it, he doesn't have to take a week or two of getting used to mm-hmm. racing with guys all around him. Yeah. You know, because that takes a little while to get back yeah, it into does. that. So, um, I think, yeah, I think he's certainly invested. He didn't have to resign for this year. I mean, it was up in the air until, yeah. you know, summertime. Uh, so he didn't, yeah, he's, he's not going there and taking another year contract just to hang out or say goodbye. He wants to win another championship. Heard. Well, yep. Um, okay. I mean, what do you think? Um, I, I think so too. I was just, you know, I just thought it was a good question to kind of, kind of bounce around with. Yeah. Okay. All right. Next. Um, all righty. Let's How's our do, YouTube listeners. Every, everybody's kind of same, same old crew. Same old crew. Hal asked same how same. Dean, how Dean Wilson would do in the first race. He's going to win Dean. He's going to win Hal. <laughs> if I say anything other than he's going to win, Hal will be like, that's, that's BS. Yeah. Um, all right. Let's do, let's do this one. Um, did Mookie miss his chance to win a supercross race? Ooh. Oh, to win a race? No, no, there's still a chance. I thought I, when you asked the question, I, my mind went to championship. No, to win a race? No, Malcolm still has an opportunity. He'll win. A, he he'll win a Supercross before his career is over. I can't say if it's going to be this year or not. I, he's every bit as good, or he's a, he's good enough to win a race. Absolutely. I, yeah, I just was kind of wondering if you know if that was kind of like the, if if it was going to happen, it was going right. to no, happen last year. You don't I don't think, think so? so. I think. You know, he has to refine the the next level whoop speed, which mm-hmm. struggle with that new generation mm-hmm. of Austrian bikes. Supposedly that's all worked out. Yeah, I don't know about that. Yeah. <laughs> but um no, I think he can definitely still win a race. I mean, I think that the the conditions are gonna have to be absolutely perfect. Mm-hmm. I don't think he's a guy that can come from fifth back and win necessarily. Yeah. But get a good start, two top two or three, yeah, right right night for sure. Yeah. Yeah, I I think so too. I I just it just seemed like, like it was. It seemed like it was supposed to happen last mm. year. And I mean, he's not in my top five for the championship. Which kind I of, mean, he, I mean, he got third last year. I know he did. So, it's, I know as ballsy. Well, I mean, we, I, I think Kenny's going to be better this year, and I think Cooper's going to be better this year, and I think AC's cut is back, and uh, yeah, I, that's I, I, and I don't Chase was you know outside the top three. I don't see that happening this year. So. Okay, um, I got that. That makes uh, you brought up AC. That's another one I have. Mm-hmm. Um, can you realistically consider AC as a title contender? No, I cannot. Unfortunately, I hate saying that. He's gonna have to show me something first. It would have to be. It would be a surprise if right now it would be. Yeah. So he say hasn't been consistent enough. He's still dealing steel. Still, steel, steel. He's steel. His ooh, that was country. <laughs> he is still. I think. You know, uh, still deal. Ooh, I can't do it. I can't say it without. <laughs> he he still has a little bit of an issue with his uh, the numbness. I think uh, I don't know that that's completely gone away. You know, he's. I think he's still struggling a little bit. Yeah. Still, still, still God dang, rebuilding. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I, I don't see him as a championship contender right now. Yeah. I mean, look, I would love for him to come out. And win a championship. I'm I'm not hating on AC. I just he's gonna have to show me something mm-hmm. first. I, I think so too, but I I just think, you know, that's why it was a cool question because he's one of those guys where he know he has the speed and the talent to do it. So it's like has has that much gone away from him to where you can you just can't consider it. And you know, and it's just cause like he has the speed to where 
I think you almost kind of, you really can't say that he's not. I mean, obviously history has shown that it hasn't gone his way. And he, like you said, the arms and the numbness and all that stuff. But I just think it's hard to, to, to not say that it's not possible. Well, I'm not, yeah, I'm not saying it's not possible, but, but the, he but hasn't cons- done full seasons. Yeah. When he is running up front and shows that speed, he'll be fastest qualifier many times, but then he can't maintain that for the entire race because of the things going on with his body, I think. Uh, so, yeah, he's going to have to he's going to have to show us something. He's going to have to be consistent, and that's what I would focus on if I was him this year is like, okay, I'm not going out to win a championship. I'm not even necessarily trying to win every race. Let's try to be top four or five every race, and let's keep, this, let's keep um, consistent – lap times for the whole main event and then let's build from there right and let's not crash <clears throat> let's not tuck that front end <laughs> i know it's just i i've he's I've, i remember seeing him when he was like this tall in 80s and i've yeah. just always i've just always kind of I expected dude, it man he's one of my favorite riders and, and was, i yeah. love talking to him and i think we're okay like like he he actually texted me back the other day but um yeah i just i need to see i need to see something out of him for the first four or five races yeah, Even if he goes out and wins, let's say he wins the first two rounds, I'm still not going to be all in. Right? Yeah, because you're going to have to do it. Maintain, man. You're going to do it the yeah. whole time. Um, all right, I got another one. Who who does better, Webb or Roxon? Um, that's a good one. I am on the Ken Roxon bandwagon right now. Yeah, and I don't remember, kickstart your heart. I don't remember if I said this the last time we did a show or who I was talking to, but I, I don't know if it's just because we actually bonded in Paris a little bit for like 10 minutes. And I'm just like, you got bro, you got bromance going fanboying a little bit, but right now I am in on the Ken bandwagon. He seems to be in a better place than he's been in years. I would really love to see him go out and win on the Suzuki just because of the fact of all the crap talking over the years on Suzuki and including me. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to go with Ken right now. And I don't think the Austrian bikes have figured out the issue in the whoops. Yeah. And Cooper's already are already struggles in the whoops. Mm-hmm. You got a bike that's a little bit worse in the whoops. That makes it worse. And that bike was not allowing him to cut down the way he likes to and ride the way he likes to last year. So I don't know if that's fixed. He did. He, he did seem to have a real top. Like he, he, he'd never seemed that where he could really be loose and no, comfortable. He couldn't, that bike didn't do what didn't work the way he needed it to work. And I don't know if it's fixed yet. So. Even, even with that being said, I still think that the way Webb is and the way that he's kind of been his whole career is, is I just, I just don't see him having another season like that. I think he's going to, I think he's another bad season. Yeah. Or, I just, no, or, I don't either. Or he's not just, ideal. I, yeah, yeah. maybe I, I don't necessarily maybe see him winning the championship, but I think that he, if he he'll be second or third, and I don't, okay. I just don't see Roxon doing. Than I have him, but at the, and when it's all said and done, it's going to be. It's never what you think it's going to be. That's true. And, and he's one of those guys that we always go, oh, well, the mental toughness. He's mad. I've said that. You know, he's he's going to come back. He's pissed off. He's now he's going to kick everybody's butt because he's mad. And I, yeah, that's another thing. Like we'd like to believe that, but you just right, you don't know. He's getting older, so those things start to mm-hmm. get a little harder to do. Um, so as he gets older and farther into his career and the other guys step up like Jason Anderson, Chase Sexton, the, you know, the new, the, the new guys or whatever you want to call mm-hmm. it. Um, it's gonna be harder and harder for Cooper to do that. 
Yeah. So I'm not putting him there. Again, sort of like AC, you're going to have to show me something different yeah. than what I saw last year because he surprised us two years ago with the way he rode, and that mm-hmm. was all mental. The way yeah. he just kept tracking down Kenny and mm-hmm. just breaking Kenny over and over, that was a mental thing. I don't yeah. know that he can do that again. Yeah, it's going to be tough to see if he has I, – because I think the benchmark speed is going to be Anderson, Tomac, and Sexton. It, can you can you run that speed? It's going to be the question all season long. Are those guys going to always be at that same position? No, they're probably going to have some troubles, but that's I think that's going to be the benchmark speed. I agree. Those are the guys I have up in my top three. Yeah, I think so too. Um, uh, Got all time right. for one more before. Yeah, and this is the last one I had. Who do you think this season will define the most? Ooh, give me like, give me uh, an example of what you were thinking when you brought this question up. Like. We're sticking four fifties. So say like one an example could be uh Tomac wins another championship and becomes like the the, the goat number two. You know? I got or you. or I got you. Anderson wins a championship and then now he's not just you know, he, he's he's a great of the that's, a legend that's of the sport. That's actually where I'm leaning because Jason is my pick for the championship. Yeah. Um, I think a lot of people have a image of Jason that he just he just doesn't care that much. Mm, yeah. but I, take I, I think that that's so talked about now, though. That I don't think that's really the case. Maybe anymore. not, but I, I think there are some people that still feel that way. So yeah. I think Jason's going to, yeah, set himself – you know, the, the the first championship was sort of, quote-unquote, it was a little lucky or whatever. Yeah. Um, I think this is this year is going to define him as one of the, the elites. Even, you know, last year was very close, but, he, again, we had the issue, like you talked about, with Mookie. Uh, you know, he had a little run-in with Kenny. There's a couple of times where he just brain farts or whatever, you know, just lost concentration or whatever it was. And I think this is the year where he's going to step up one more step. Yeah. Uh, I don't know that he does races that many more years. Yeah. So I think this is the year to yeah define Jason and who he wants to be remembered as. Yeah, that's that's a good t- that's a good one. I you know and and it's it's, it's easy too, so. it's easy to forget. And I was I was kind of I've been going back and through and watching the twenty twenty ones getting ready for the twenty two season. Yep. And or twenty sorry twenty twos watching getting ready for the twenty three season. Um, and that that I think it was like round four when he had he he was. He had just passed Tomac, and I think he was going to catch whoever was in the lead, and then the bike started smoking. Mm-hmm. And then I think he, I think he ended up like twelfth or thirteenth, yeah. something like that race. That's like you know he only lost. I know Tomac left or whatever, but he only lost the the season by nine points. And like that was, I think that definitely was like a season defining. That and a one, right? With yeah, the, when they get you getting hit, yeah. yeah. So I, you know, yeah, I I think that's a good take. My my. Uh, I think who will define the most is I'm going to go, I'm going to go on a reach here and I'm going to say, uh, Cincerillo. Okay. Meaning what though? What do you expect out of him? It, I think if he puts through a, a solid season and ends up top three, top five in the overall points, probably top, I think you'd have to be top three. I think if he does top three, it'll, it'll answer a lot of questions. And I think that'll, it'll be a very defining moment in his 450 career. Okay, we're gonna. I want to talk about Colt Nichols. Yeah, that's you know that's a wild card. Minutes before Hunter, so I'm sure we'll have some more downtime. Yeah, so yeah, let's get back to Colt in a minute. Uh, Let's take a break. We'll be back with Hunter Yoder. If you're like most racers, you've dreamed about riding a works bike with all the trick parts. Since 1989, Works Connection has been producing works like products for the general public. 
When Steve Lampson and Team Peak Split Fire Pro Circuit used Works Connection in 1990, they quickly gained a reputation for quality that the pros would use. Three decades later, the company is still known as the leader in quality, innovation, and customer satisfaction. The industry's standard Pro Launch Start device is used by many of the teams, such as Factory, HRC Honda, Star Yamaha, Hep Suzuki, and many more. Pole Shot Specialist Vince Freeze, as well as Jet Lawrence, Eli Tomac, and Chase Sexton all trust Works Connection to get them to the front. And don't forget, you can also get the Elite Clutch Perch, Radiator Braces, Engraved Master Cylinder Covers, and much more at WorksConnection.com. Use promo code MOTOXPOD20 to save at checkout. Works Connection, the choice of champions. Hey, in case you didn't know, Racetech is the world's largest aftermarket suspension modification company. All Racetech products include award-winning goal valves and settings are 100% guaranteed and made right here in the U.S. of A. Racetech also offers state-of-the-art precision engine services and parts to all engine builders. The staff has over 65 years of championship winning experience. It's so good that many of the top privateer teams such as SGB Honda, Team Solitaire Nuclear Blast Yamaha, and Motul AJE Gas Gas, as well as Jerry Robin, Kevin Morans, and many more, choose Racetech for their superior performance, reliability, and their customer service. Hey guys, what's up? My name's Kate Clayson, and I choose Racetech because I love their desire to strive for perfection. I think we all know that perfection isn't possible, but getting to perfection is always the goal, and I think that is something that both myself and Racetech have always worked towards, and I think they can help you get there too. Hey guys, this is Alex Ray. I use Racetech components in my SGD suspension and also the Racetech engine. The reason I like it is just because uh, the engine's super reliable, tons of torque, and also on the suspension side, it just gives it that flush, nice feeling. Hey, it's your boys over at Team Solitaire. If you don't run Racetech, here's what you do. Put your hands behind your back and run your face into a f***ing wall. Racetech.com. What's up, guys? This is Kevin Morans, and I choose Racetech because of their convenience of having Racetech centers all around the United States. Obviously, within my Decker Performance Suspension, works really well. They're very high-quality performance products. Definitely check them out. Hey, guys, this is Jerry Robin, uh, and I choose Racetech because of uh, the reliable motors, good power, good suspension, and obviously it's great people around, and I've uh, been there for a long time, and they're awesome. Visit Racetech.com and use promo code MOTOXPOD to save. When choosing goggles, we all know you have a lot of choices. X-Brand Goggles has grown into the preferred goggles for many of the top privateers, including Kyle Chisholm, Ryan Brees, Ben LeMay, and top GNCC riders like Craig DeLong. X-Brand is the result of years of knowledge from former Honda HRC test rider Rich Taylor and his dad, Hook Taylor. Whether you're leading the pack or getting blasted with roost, X-Brand can stand up to the abuse. You can visit eksbrand.com to see all X-Brand offers. From the unparalleled Lucid Extreme Definition Optics Goggle with the Wave Latch Quick Release Lens System and 4-Layer Factory Foam to the EKSS and the Flat Out Series, you will find a goggle to meet your needs at a price point you'll love. Check your local dealership for X-Brand goggles distributed through WPS. If you want comfort, style, and performance as well as hashtag clear vision, then you want X-Brand. Choose X-Brand because we said so and we're hot. All right, guys, we're back. Uh, Hunter Yoder did not answer. So what I want to do is get into Colt Nichols. 
Colt Nichols made the move over to the factory Honda team. Scotty, he's been doing a lot of development on that bike and testing, kind of filling in for Trey Kennard, who's hurt. What do you think Colt's um, best is going to be? What do you expect out of Colt? His, in his 20, ceiling? His ceiling, yeah, for 23. He seems really happy. He seems to be gelling with that bike from everything I hear. Could be He could be a spoiler for some guys. I think if you were to ask this question two or three seasons ago, I don't see him being on that same caliber as it, as it, as it was then. Even in his championship year? No, ago. I'm talking about the, the rest of the field. Hmm. I think now that your your Tomax and your Andersons and your Webbs and Roxons, all those guys that have clearly been, you know, like go, you know, if you go pull back the top three top podiums for the season, it's you know all those guys are in there, and I think a couple of years ago the caliber would have been something where I I don't think Colt might have been quite there. Okay. Now that you're now that he's a little bit younger, he's obviously had some time to. You just said now that he's a little bit younger. Now that they're older and he's a little bit younger. Okay, okay. I was like, uh, I was trying to wrap my brain no, around this. No, he's he's a little bit younger, and now that they're all a little bit older, I guess I did say that weird. Um, still sounds funny, but okay. Anyways, I mean, the age difference is still the same. Okay, <laughs> he's he's just, young. I'm just messing with you. Okay, he's still young enough. That's better. He's still young enough to where I think he has a little bit of an edge when it comes to some stuff like that, and I I think that. If you were going to say that he is not capable of winning a race, would would be a, a, would be incorrect. Would be a, a false accusation. I mean, okay, okay. Yes, he's capable of winning a race. So many things would have to go right. You think? Yeah. Well, I haven't seen him on a two a four fifty like racing, so maybe I'm completely wrong. Um, but. I I don't see I don't see very many scenarios. It's a big word. Yeah, where he goes out and beats Eli, Ken, Jason, Chase, uh, Cooper Webb, Marvin Muskan, Malcolm Stewart. Yeah, I just don't see it. I think he has that speed. Okay. I I, I mean, well, let me. Okay, let's ask you. Let's ask this. When. Okay, the beginning wait. is he wearing the dangling earring in twenty three? Oh, of course, that's his. Okay, thing. all right. Well, we're good then. Yeah, uh, I when you go look back at the season that he won the championship, and then last season before he went, he got hurt. He was cl- pretty much. Uh, I, I think you could say clearly faster than Christian. Okay, and like noticeably faster, and I think that he was probably on the same pace. Or if not, very very close to what Jet performed. Okay. So I'm not I'm not gonna say no. So that being said, that speed should be good enough to be in the mix. Doesn't always translate though. So four fifty. So, everything's so different. So you so you don't so. Do you think that you put Jet in the race right now? Does he does he win? That's interesting when you say that because. You throw you throw Jet into A one. What are his percentage chances of winning? Higher than Colts, less than some of those guys I named earlier, though. Oh, yeah. man, that's tough. And then, because so then then look, yeah. go back last year, Colts no, speed. And I say, I, you know what? I say Jet doesn't win either. Mm-mm. Just to, okay. 
Nah, they stick to I'm, it. I'm not. I'm not jump. Yeah, I'm. I'm not. That's a good jump point. That's a good band. way to look at it, though. But I'm not. I'm not jumping on the. Because I don't. Guy. I think if you say that Colt couldn't beat Jed at any point last year, you would. I don't think that you could say that. Colt didn't make it very far. Well, I, he still has the speed. Did he though? And he won a championship over Jet the year before. He was the guy that Jet couldn't couldn't keep up with. At times, uh, like, I just I'm, not, says, I'm, I'm just again, saying that's the way you got to look at it. On Colt, same as AC, you got to have to show me something first. I got to see it. I got to see it to believe it. I'm not wet, ready to jump down that on that bandwagon. Can't do it. Um, yep. Sporton has a good point. Oops. Will will Colt having Will training him and then. And then I know Kennard got hurt, but Kennard was doing a lot of setting up the bike. Um, I think he could be a top eight guy. Is rookie season four fifties? That's I'll top get, eight. It's not a very big. Yeah, I don't think that's a big stretch. So yeah, um, and actually, Colt is doing most of the development now. Yeah, because um, Kennard got hurt. Yeah, so. Uh, I'm sorry. I got didn't get text. I got people looking for Hunter. Um, yeah, I, I think the bike is getting better, and Colt's doing a lot of that. He's the guy, and Colt apparently rides a lot like Chase. Like Chase mm-hmm. has said, we're getting back in the direction we need to be because mm-hmm. Kenny was very different the way he set a bike up than Colt mm-hmm. and Chase, and Chase and Colt are very similar. Yeah. So what Chase is doing is getting more in line with what Colt needed. So I think the bike is getting better for those two guys. Top eight, yeah, I, I mean, I might, I might even up in one and go top seven. Woo! I just hot take, hot take. If if he was if he was third third fourth fifth in the points at the end of the year, I wouldn't be surprised. I I would be. I think you really. Yeah, I think I would be. I yeah. That, I just I don't see any of those guys coming in that soon and beating the the main guys that we're listing. Unless there's we're talking about injury free first of all. Right? Okay. I mean, I ju- I do not see Colt coming in and beating Chase Jason. Eli or Kenny I'm, regularly. I'm not saying that he will, but I'm just I'm trying to say that I don't. Well, I wouldn't be surprised if he did. I would be. Like you, like like, are you saying like it would break the internet? Kind no, of thing? no, I don't think so. But I think it'd be a surprise. I mean, I think a lot of people would be like, "What the f?" I I see. I don't. I I think that he's showed that he has enough speed to do that. I suppose we're gonna find out. Yeah. In, I mean, a few days, yeah. a week and a half. I'll be, I'll be there. I'll be there. So, what is your problem, man? <laughs> I, I don't have a problem. I mean, yeah, I'll be there, but, but you'll be watching on TV. Yeah. You'll know just like I will. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't know why just, you're, you're kind of being a dick right now. Oh, so I'm being the dick. I'm the for the yeah, once. I mean, I'm being the dick. You're, you're hating because like I'm gonna be there. I like, can't be jealous. Yeah, you can be jealous, but that's kind of being a dick. Oh, okay. I'll. I'll <laughs> I forgot that you've never been a dick in never in I mean, the history of being a dick. Do you have any any proof? Do you have any uh, you know anything to sh- show me that where I was a dick to you? I probably could sound bite some stuff. Do you know how to do that? Okay. Oh, there you go, right there. You're being <laughs> a dick. <laughs> Case in point, from my point, I didn't uh, have to pull a sound now. Man, where is when are you gonna get a motorcycle fixed? February. Indefinitely. Yeah, I brought that up because Jesse's actually the one from Williams Motorworks. He's the one trying to get a hold of Hunter for us. So, oh, yeah. Yeah, he's he's working on, man, your parts are backordered. That's crazy. It's, what the hell? Maybe you need K- a different brand. KTM, man. Yeah, maybe you need something else. Maybe I should have just put my drain bolt back in. That would have probably helped. It would have eliminated a lot of these yeah, issues. Yeah, yeah. So. 
Yeah, that's that's a bummer, man. Because I've been riding a lot, and I'm and, riding, and I'm it's riding not, tomorrow. And it was oh, it was reminds me, I got text. It's not even uh, it's not even like small stuff that I'm waiting on. It's like the major things. Right. It's like the cylinder head, the piston, and the cams. It's like that's all the little stuff I have. It just it's the big stuff that kind of need those things to ride a dirt bike. You do, you do. I man. rode I rode TJ's a couple weeks ago. Oh yeah, didn't didn't. You try to go to Athens again, mm-hmm. and it got rained out again. They didn't get rained out. Just, just didn't show, they just nobody showed up. Yeah, they just turned it into a practice day. That's what I saw. I, I knew something like that happened. On that's how was your ride though? I had fun. I mean, yeah. I, I hadn't rode on a motocross track in eight months. I didn't have a lot of stamina, but I did. I did ride. Cool. TJ's fifty F is pretty cool. Is it? Yeah, it's it's definitely not stock. <laughs> we gotta tell people about his stupid e bike he built. Have you seen this thing, dude? I rode it, and that thing's sick. Shut up! This quick. I don't care if it's fast. It looks like a piece of crap. It's it's fast, dude. I don't care if it's fast. It's cool. It, you just no put it in gear and you go. Works well, like like he did, a real e bike. He did say that he ate complete oh, yeah. shit on he the trail. Yeah, and dog just kept riding. Yeah, that thing is a typical. <laughs> Hillbilly junk monkey contraption that TJ came up with. He wants like me and Marks and or, uh, Mark Poole and Cooley to like do a test ride, Chase to do a test ride on. And we're all like, no. Dude, that, the, and he's like, but it, run, it runs good. We don't care. It, if if it in, works, a, in okay. about 15, in about 9 to 15, in about three or four seconds, you're going fast, faster than you want to be going on a, I on don't a bicycle. Care. It looks hideous. I'm not riding it. So, it's like if, um, I don't know, like I'm trying to think of some of those old people, like those old people black shoes that you always see old mm-hmm. people wearing or, or people in the gro- in the restaurant business that wear these black shoes that look mm-hmm. bad, but they're comfortable. I don't care if they, they're comfortable. They look awful. I'm not wearing them. I'm not riding that f- thing that he built. So, okay, let's, let's let me ask you this. Okay, so, sure, go ahead. So say you, you show up to Kiefer's house yep. and he's got this bike and it just looks like, complete ass like yeah it's just like, i don't want to miss, ride it missing a, a front fender it's got you know it scratches mm-hmm. and stuff all over it and it's got like one uh one um what are they called freaking handguard it's got one handguard on one side not on the other but he's like tj but, wants us to call him, but, he, but he's should like ignore him he's but keeper's like i promise you dark side that is the best bike you'll ever ride yeah you wouldn't ride it just because it looked like crap Probably. I don't it's, know. That's, Probably. That's this fake. thing, there's you're no fake, way this dude. is the you're, best you're bike fake news. You, you've ever rode. This is like a Walmart. It's dude, it doesn't matter what it looks like. It's just plastic. It it's, all it like. it's all superficial. It's all what it looks like. It's all superficial stuff. It, 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 superficial is important. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> I don't know, man. I can't give TJ... I can't give TJ the benefit of the doubt on this thing because it's a freaking... I've seen some of the shit he's built, <laughs> and I just I don't I don't know. Man. I wrote it. The thing was impressive. Yeah, I can't. You there? I can't uh, shut up, TJ. Hang on. <laughs> I didn't introduce you yet. I uh, I can't really take your word for anything, Scotty. You didn't put a drain bolt back in. Oh my god! You, and you don't know some of the biggest news. People in don't moto. forget, TJ. What what's, what's up? up? What's up, man? I I, actually, I have your back for once, TJ. I know, I know. I mean, I was actually impressed. I was ragging you constantly in the group or in the chat, but I, I'll take all of it back. Shit, TJ, let us call you back. Hunter Yoder's ready to go. All right, bye. All right, bye. <laughs> Damn. Hang tight. Let's get Hunter on. Oh, man. Great radio. Hunter Yoder. 
Hunter. How's it going? Can you hear me? Yeah, we got you, man. We got you. How you doing, dude? Oh, I'm doing good. How are you doing? Do Doing good. We're just uh, BSing on the show about some different things. But, uh, hey, real quick, I want to bring you in. Tonight, Hunter Yoder is brought to you by Works Connection. Since the inception of Works Connection in 1989, Eric Phipps' goal has been to produce works-like products for the general public. With products like the Industry Standard Pro Launch Start Device, the Elite Clutch Perch, Radiator Braces, and many other items, check out WorksConnection.com. Use promo code MOTOXPOD20. Tonight, Works Connection brings us Hunter Yoder. What's going on, Hunter? Not much, man. Just got back home a couple days. I was training out at uh, south of the border in South Carolina with my uh, parts of the PRMX boys. So just been enjoying some time back at home. How have you been? Doing good, man. Yeah, I haven't really seen you since uh, the Kawasaki 250F intro. And at that point, I didn't think you were going to race this year. Yeah, um, that was like, so when I saw you, I only had ridden about three or four times since Salt Lake City. Yeah. Uh, Kiefer called me and asked if I wanted to do that. And of course, uh, I never want to miss any opportunities like that. So I actually went out and rode the day before at Paris <laughs> just to make sure it was, uh, I could still somewhat get around the track. And then I went back the next day and uh, just to coincidentally, um, Julian from the, uh, Artzilla PRMX team called me a couple weeks later after I rode that Cowie. So and you knew you liked it. It was a uh, big coincidence, but I'm uh, super pumped uh, for all those opportunities. Yeah, did you like the bike that day? Uh-huh. Is is that part of what made your decision? Um. Yeah, I think you know, like the big thing for me was um, being on the Honda all those years. So. Um, I had never ridden anything else. Um, so getting to ride that Kawasaki, I guess, a couple months before I made my decision, it really helped a lot. Because, um, you know, some of the, the factory guys I know all kind of sneak out, right? They'll ride their bikes before they sign on. Right. Um, but I, I didn't do that. But part of the... I may have thought about it if I if I didn't ride the Kawasaki at Paris that day. Yeah, I think Julian's been doing a really good job over the last couple of years of trying to improve his program, and he really wants what's best for the riders. Uh, how much interaction have you had with Julian until now? Uh, until I got to south of the border, I had met him one time. Okay. At, um, it was at Lake Elsinore. Yeah. And it was for... I was just riding on a practice day, you know, and it was just a brief, like, meeting, you know. He had his stuff to do, and I was training, so I was just focused on riding. Um, but, oh, yep. up, up until then, I had never met him until I got to south of the border, pretty much. Okay, all right. But, uh, yeah, like you said, Julian's been putting in a lot of hard work yeah. as of, uh, recent. And I've even noticed big, big gains, like just from last year to this year. Um, he's got a lot more support and, um, like I know he, the big thing was, 
gotten um, Kawasaki support this year, which I don't know how much, I don't know how hard it is because I'm not on the that business side of things. But as Julian was saying, it's pretty, pretty rare to get the support from Kawasaki like he did. So it's really cool to see him trending upwards. Yeah, I've heard some good things. I know Cade Clayson's back on the team, and yeah, I think uh, I think he's made some steps. Julian has made some steps up this year with the team and the the whole package. Yeah, he definitely has, and I know that. Um, even still, you know, he's always he's always working. He's always trying to bring on new people and more sponsors. Yep. To make us and the team better which is really cool to see you know especially for me as a rider it's cool to see somebody that is that dedicated to running a team and owning a team and trying to make it better absolutely all right hunter so before i before i ask this question i just are you are you doing west coast yes i am okay. i will be doing west coast all righty uh so now that we're you know we're so close about a week and a half out I just want to know, like, do you, do you kind of, are you starting to feel that adrenaline change? Like when you're doing your riding and stuff, like now that it's that close, like kind of the old saying, you can, you know, you can almost taste it. Does that, you start kind of start feeling that or does it kind of all hit you on the day of the race? Um, I don't try to change anything in my program. I know some people, you know, obviously a couple months ago we had our, our big boot camp. And for me, my boot camp was just getting back into riding. Like, cause like I said, I haven't ridden very much at all. Um, so my biggest thing was just getting back into riding and, um, just working on my fitness and all that stuff. So, but back to your question, I think just the adrenaline, adrenaline will come, um, on the day of the race. I don't think it's, um, as right now, I'm just trying to take it a day at a time and not overthink anything too much. And, just take it as it comes. Yeah. So you talked about the boot camp and, and kind of getting back into training. How do where do you feel you are right now? Like you, you said you were off the bike since Salt Lake city pretty much. And it takes a long time to get back in race shape and you haven't really raced much since Salt Lake city or at all, unless you've done some local stuff. So where do you feel you are as far as where you, how close to where you need to be to be competitive? Do you think you are? Um, well, last last season I was pretty competitive there at the end. I, it took me a couple races just to get comfortable on my bike, um, which held me back a little bit. But I was at the practice track. I felt really good. And um, now coming into this year, I feel like right now I'm um, ahead of where I finished last year. So okay, I'm feeling really good. I'm I'm confident that you know I can be a top 10 guy is where I want to be. You know, that's my goal. So I think anything short of that, I won't be too happy with, but at the same time, you know, I only made two main events last year. So it's kind of all about how you want to look at it, I guess, but I I don't want to look back at last year. I just want to focus forward and be where I think I should be. Yeah. I want to ask about that. So as an amateur, you, you were a really good amateur I think you won a couple of Redis championships, if I'm not mistaken. And through your amateur career, you had some support from Phoenix Honda, and I want to say the Factory Connection Honda team. And then, of course, last year you were with the Tie Lube team, which I think there might have been some, you know, some struggles with that team or here and there. But 
what was the struggle? What's been the biggest struggle from your amateur career to going pro that really surprised you? The biggest thing changing over, I think, is just like it's what I realized last year was obviously I, I rode for a team, but they were I'm based out of California and they were based out of Kentucky. Um, it was just me and my mechanic, Scott, last year um, that were pretty much doing the work every day. So I think, you know, like, um, say a guy like Jet, you know, he has a team of people around him every day and they're nitpicking every little thing um, on that bike from their department, whether it's suspension, chassis, motor, whatever. Those guys all are working together to make that motorcycle better. And, you know, for me last year it was, and my mechanic was incredible last year, like one of the best mechanics I've ever had. But when you have three or four of those guys, it's a lot better than having just one and a rider, you know? So I think the the biggest thing is when, if you don't have the resources, it's really hard to improve at the rate that, you know, a racer wants to improve at supercross yeah. is really hard as it is. And, um, you know, we only get a couple months, um, of practice time before we go and race. So you got to make the every day of those couple months count. And when you have those extra resources, that's a, a really big help every day. Absolutely. Yeah. I get that. Yeah. So, you know, doing all your training and all this off season stuff, what do you find? What part of the Supercross track do you find that it's hardest to replicate during your training? That's a good question, um, and I think honestly the the biggest part that you don't really realize is you know say you're doing a, a fifteen lap main event mm-hmm. and whether you're landing the jumps all perfectly or you have a little case or an over jump or whatever the case is really um you get a lot of g-forces that go through your body um that was one thing that i noticed when i first couple weeks back on supercross like your body gets really sore i guess within the first two or three weeks Mm -hmm. and so it's really hard whether it's those little spikes in the rhythm sections or you have a big case on a triple or whatever it is um it's, it's hard to replicate those, but I think just being strong all around in your body and, you know, having the fitness to be able to move forward through the, the issues is um, the fitness and training side will always um, pull through. Now, I want to go back. I, I asked you a minute ago where we were talking about the fact that I didn't think you were going to race. How close did you come to saying, hey, I'm just not going to race and like, kind of being okay with that were you was there a point where you thought maybe there's not going to be any opportunity and it's time to figure out what the next step in life is yeah um i was really close to just kind of pulling the plug and i'm the, the last person to give up like i will fight tooth and nail for whatever it takes you know to get what i want but at the end of last year you know i kind of just like I feel like coming into the season, I had more of a handle on it than I did. I thought I was more ready than I was. Um, And then obviously results were nowhere near what I wanted them to be. So, you know, 
it's I don't think anybody would be telling you the truth if they said that they could go out there and get the results that they didn't want to have and still be able to push through it. You know, right. um, everyone wants to exceed those expectations and be way past those goals. So that really kind of, I guess, took me a, a few notches down. And then at the end of the season, you know, just a couple things fell apart. Like, and it was hard for me to keep riding, you know, and I knew I wasn't going to race outdoors. So I kind of just took the summer off and recouped. And um, I actually was training a couple kids over the summer. And I think everyone loves to make money, right? So yeah, when I, when I was making that money, it was kind of easier to say, I'd rather make the money than go racing, you know, but um, if it wasn't for, for Julian giving me a call, or I'm not sure I would have uh, raced again this year. It's just so expensive, you know, like, and last season I had um, a lot of support, which I was super grateful for from the Ty Lube team and Buddy. I was super thankful for the opportunities he gave me, but, you know, flying from California to the East Coast every weekend, it's me and my mom and my mechanic, like, plane tickets are expensive and <laughs> yes, this rental cars and hotels, all of it, it adds up to a, a big bill that I don't want to have to pay. So no, not um, if you're not going, if you're not going out there and getting the results and, you know, have money coming in from good results and yeah, you're just basically throwing money away. Yeah. And that's what I felt like I was doing, you know? And like I said, going back to the making money part, I just, I wanted to make the money and not, be tossing it away every weekend. So, <laughs> right. um, there was, you know, a little bit of money was kind of the driving factor, but sure. Um, with Julian's support this year, we got a, a good program and the biggest thing this year is I just wanted to give it a, another shot, you know, with a real shot. I felt like last year I didn't quite get a real shot just cause I had a couple injuries last year and some bike issues that kept me out for a week or two at a time. And, you know, that, like I said, our training window is so short that all those weeks count. So I just want to be this year. I just wanted to give it 110% and see where I could end up just to either prove to myself that I can or can't do it, which I believe wholeheartedly that I can go and be a top 10, top 15 guy every weekend. Yeah, I like hearing that confidence because you were touching on last season and the mental side of not meeting your expectations or your goals. And you kind of made it sound like, yeah, I, was, I realize I'm not meeting my goals. It's kind of a bummer. You almost don't want to go ride. And that could easily get into this hole where you don't get out of that, where you just like, yeah, I suck or I can't do that. Uh, you know, and really easily. It, yeah. All it takes is, for me, all it took was um, you know, a couple practices like, uh, in Minneapolis, I, I did my qualifying, my first qualifying practice and I wasn't even in the night show. Like I was not in the top 40. Wow. Yeah. I think I remember and, that know, I was there. Yeah. I remember that. Yeah. Like me looking down, I came into the first round thinking like, you know, main event is what I wanted to be for my first one. And the result is the result. Like I didn't really, whether it was a fifth or a 15th, 
like I was going to be happy just to be in that main event. Um, and to fall short by miles really like <laughs> takes the wind out of your sails real quick. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I, I I'm glad. So, oh, go ahead. Sorry. So yeah, like, you know, like you were saying that confidence fizzles out real quick. So by the time you get to round three or four, there's as much as you want to be mentally strong and, you know, kind of, I guess have a good attitude towards everyone that's around you. It's, it's really hard to do that when you're falling short of what you want. For sure. I'm glad to hear that you, you have the confidence back. That's great to hear that. That has me excited. Yeah. I've been feeling really good at the practice track and, um, been putting in the work with all my teammates back at South of the border and I'm ready to go. I, I can't wait for that. Can you, First hometown race too, you know, so that'll be a big, um, a big boost for me, just in attitude and mm-hmm. getting to see all my family will be a, a big part of it. Also, you learning anything from Cade? Yeah, he's, uh, he's got a couple years on me, so he's old dude. He's always <laughs> giving me, uh, some pointers on the things I can do better. And Good. he's always trying to help me. You know, I think that's, it's cool for, you know, when I was on Geico, we had a lot of those guys that were older than me that were, you know, kind of helping me out. A guy like Craig or even when Dunby came in for that little bit, you know, they they see things that you would never really think of. So a guy like like Cade can also <clears throat> help out with those things that yeah you don't really think of or even know really. I, I don't know if I'd put Cade in the same sentence as learning things from Dungey and Craig, but you know, no, I'm just I'm just busting on Cade a little bit because Cade's Cade's my boy. Now, either way, though, yeah, the, I, I the older experience, like yeah, even you know, um, I've been me and uh, Natsuki have become really close. Um, we're actually we live, I don't know, three or four doors down from each other at <laughs> south of the border. So we're always hanging out, but, cool. um, I've, I've been like, you know, just trying to give him some, some pointers. Um, just because when you have the, whatever it is, the eight or nine races that I did last year and the practice, it's a lot more than a, a brand new guy has got. So for me to help out Josiah and for kid to help out me, it's, you know, it's kind of the same, like, Sure. Kate has a lot of seasons under his belt and a lot of knowledge. So I appreciate all the help. Yeah. And, and another thing on that is, you know, you, that you kind of talked about your journey of going through, like not realizing your expectations and not, you know, not doing what you think you're capable of. And Kate kind of went through that too. And, you know, he's kind of bounced back from that and kind of redefined himself. So I feel like that definitely is a good thing for you, for you to learn off from him, you know? Yeah. I think the biggest thing, like you said, was that, that build back, um, you know, he had a, a rough couple of years, but I think this year he's going to have a, a pretty solid year. And last year he had a good year also. So I think some good things will happen for him. Same. For sure. So so one of the, the last things I wanted to ask you was I've got your I've got your picture that you had on Instagram of your you got a sweet whip going with the legs extending out. That's, and yeah, the team yeah, photo. Yeah, team photos. It's it's super sick. And uh, I I just wanted to, like, is that kind of – is that kind of a, doing something like that? Is that kind of a way for you to like break up the monotony of just grinding laps and laps after laps, or is that just kind of you feeling it and just going with the flow? Yeah, like you said, um, 
just kind of a way to break out of the the cycle you know you do a lot of laps on the same track um throughout your training camp um and for me you know whether it's a sometimes it'll i hate to admit it but sometimes those those whips will come out like that just mid moto and <laughs> it, i don't mean to for the legs to come off or for the hands to come off but you know it's it's almost like i know that I'm feeling good when those things start to happen naturally and you're not forcing it. So, but I think it's also good, you know, at the end of the day to do a couple laps, whether it's backwards on the track or doing some whips or whatever, just goofing off, you know, to kind of break out of the cycle and mix it up. And there's a lot more to riding. We're lucky enough to get to ride our motorcycles every day as our job. So I don't want to, uh, lose that that fire for it yeah that's great that's uh very true i actually just had a long interview with damon bradshaw the other day and he was talking about that very thing that guys at the highest level don't a lot of times now don't just go have fun so i I like hearing that uh my last question for you real quick you had talked about doing the 250 intro the kawasaki 250 intro for Kiefer, and the fact that there was a moment where you thought you might not go race looking ahead is that something that you think would be a good position for you as a tester for a company like Kiefer Inc. or a OEM tester? Is that something that you would like to do as a profession if the race thing, you know, or when the, the race thing goes away? Yeah, I think I, I have a lot to learn. We're, we're going to be completely honest. I don't know. <laughs> I know a good amount about um, the changes to make on the, the motorcycle, and, and now I'm learning a lot this year um just on what i should do and the changes i should make so i I got a lot of uh a lot to learn but i think it would be a a really cool job to have you know as a a test guy and i i did a lot of testing when i was younger like on ktm 50s um and 65s I, i did a lot of their testing and it was always something i kind of enjoyed so i definitely think it would be a a good job for me to have in the future, whether it's in the next couple of years or after my racing career is over, I would, uh, I would enjoy having that as a job. Yeah. It's a good thing to know that you have in your back pocket. Yeah, definitely. And you know, whether it's even, you know, just being, um, having like, uh, a position on a team Yep. where you can just help other people or, help yourself, you know, just being able to understand the motorcycle is always a, a positive, no matter what or where you are working. Agreed. Hunter, man, thanks for jumping on here. Um, it's been a while since we talked, so it was cool to have you on, and I look forward to seeing you in a couple of weeks. Yeah, sounds good. I'll see you when you get out here. All right, buddy. Good talking be, to you. Yep, be safe, and we'll talk to you soon. Yep, thanks for All having right. me on. Yes, sir. All right, guys, that was Hunter Yoder. Take a commercial break. We'll be right back with Derek Kelly. Whenever I'm about to do something, I think, would an idiot do that? And if they would, I do not do that thing. Only an idiot would not rush down to their local WPS dealer to check out the complete line of 2022 Fly Racing products. So if you don't want to be an idiot... Stop acting like an idiot. You're the idiot. Don't be an idiot. Changed my life. Then rush down right now. Of course, obey the speed limits 
The need to get your hands on a Formula helmet will not get you out of a ticket. Once you get there, ask to see everything Fly Racing offers, from the Evolution DST to the light race wear to the kinetic lines. They have a gear line to fit your needs. Fly Racing has been developing and innovating its gear line since 1998. Just ask current riders Zach Osborne, RJ Hampshire, Carson Mumford, and the beast from the east, Damon Bradshaw. Don't forget about their women's and youth lines and the all-new Zone Pro goggle worn by Justin Brayton, Shane McElrath, Max Anstey, and Joey Sabachi. Again, visit your local shop and support your WPS rep today. Check out flyracing.com for all they offer. If you want power, then you need Williams Moto Works. Wait, what, what was that? It's the Supercross guy voice. No. No, it's not. Sounds more like a Hulk Hogan promo. Well, that's good and tough. I like that. Dude, we aren't making a redneck commercial for a professional company like Williams Moto Works. He designs camshafts, builds performance motors with CNC porting. So it needs to be tough and cool. A company who can reprogram ECUs, hire rev limits, and custom maps needs a professional commercial, dude. So, like... If you want complete power package from cams, portings, transmissions to ECUs, then contact Williams Moto Works at 414-467-6199 or follow them on Instagram at camdesigner or you can even email them at Williams Moto Works. That's Williams Moto and then W-E-R-X at gmail.com. Okay, that's better. Not good, but better. Scotty T here from the Moto X Pod Show with another fantastic product from Burn Motorsports. It's Shock Socks, the number one 10-second removable fork seal protector. No one likes having leaky fork seals. With Shock Socks, you can protect your fork seals from the crap at the track in a matter of 10 seconds. Fork seals can be expensive and take away from your ride time, so fight the crime of grit and grime with Shock Socks. Check your local dealer or go to the BurnMotorsports.com webpage also, follow them on Facebook and Instagram. So go out and make sure to get your pair of shock socks today. Guys, our next guest of the night is going to be brought to you by X-Brand Goggles. X-Brand Goggles has been one of the leading goggle companies for top privateers and GNCC riders, as well as they're producing goggles for Alpine Stars, WUSA, the Club MX team with the factory ride goggles, and Roddy Mack, many others. Tonight, X-Brand Goggles brings us our boy, Derek Kelly. What's up, DK? What's up, guys? Man, it's time to go racing again. Yeah, it's coming up quick. So are we better than 13th this year? Oh, absolutely. Okay, so what's changed? Where are we, what are we working on? How's the new AEO bike? How are we feeling? Uh, the new bike's awesome. Um, I was kind of nervous getting on the new chassis from from all the, the rumors and, and the feedback from some of the other teams, but I'm, I'm honestly super stoked on the new chassis and the new motors even better than last year. So no, it's, it's awesome. And we got the suspension set up great and just couldn't, couldn't ask for a better setup. What's been the primary focus in your off season? Is there any fitness stuff? Is there something in particular with riding technique? Is there anything in particular that you're trying to do better starts maybe? Uh, yeah, starts are a big thing we've been working on. Um, I've been working really hard on, trying to be one of the best guys in the wolves this mm. year i think i made some like i was pretty good at them last year but i feel like i i really stepped up my game in the wolves this year um just working on it, really everything i mean as you know it's a full package like you can't be good at one thing and or you can't have a weak link in your program or you're really going to struggle so yeah i think with you 
you know, we always talk about this outdoor starts were a thing, right? If you got a good start, you can run up there, but starts were kind of your Achilles heel a lot. And I don't know how, like, I don't know how you really get better at that other than doing over and over. Sometimes in my mind, there's always this little bit of, it's just reaction time. And some people's mind works a little faster than others. And you, you know, if you just don't have that, then you might not ever be able to get that extra 10th of a second. Definitely. Yeah, no, reaction time is a huge part of it. But another part of it is the, the first five to 10 feet. Mm-hmm. Like if you come out of that gate and you're not driving forward, then it doesn't really matter how fast you can dump the clutch. You know what I mean? Like if you pop a wheelie or you, you drag the clutch too long, you're you're a, a wheel behind. And then at that point, you're pretty much closed off. So um, I'm really my drive out of the gate and and just getting used to starting off a grade again because outdoors obviously is, is right, a dirt right. start still. So yeah, uh, Jerry. So you know, a little bit we've talked to you. I've talked to you in the past. It, you know, you kind of seem like you're more of the. I'm just going to put in my work and then you know do my best. And when I get there, you know whatever where where I'm at is where I'm at, and I'm just going to kind of go with go with we'll go with that. But all that being said, is top five one of your like goals that you're like looking at this year? Yeah, no, I mean, like you said, I don't like to say, oh, I'm going to get this place or that place, mm-hmm. but, like, I'm really shooting for for trying to be a top-five guy all year, and and if some things happen, like, we've seen some some races last year where there's three or four of the top guys are out in a race, and, and maybe I could sneak in there for a podium if, if all the things come together. I mean, obviously, you got to transfer the weekday riding – I'm feeling really good speed wise. I just, I just really got to work on my consistency and, and, uh, when it comes to racing, like, thankfully I've had the chance these last couple, the gas gas guys kind of jumping in and motoring with them. Um, and that, that seems to, that's seeming to help me with that race, race mentality. And I just gotta, gotta bring it to the race. Yeah. That's a big part of it. Having that having those battles during practice, having somebody to go battle with uh, more of a race scenario is very important. Yeah, no, and it, it's tough. Like you take a couple months off from racing and <laughs> to hop right back into it. Like it, it, sometimes it's taken me a couple rounds to kind of, kind of work up to speed and then, and then start battling with those guys. I just, I just got to get used to that chasing somebody, not only chasing them down and, and ride my own race. But then when somebody's on my, on my butt, I need to need to be able to click up another gear and really, really focus on myself and not, not get distracted in what they're doing. Yeah. During that work that, uh, off season races that should help you continue your race craft, the world supercross stuff didn't really give you a whole lot of, uh, help. <laughs> yeah. It wasn't great. No, it was, it was, it wasn't anything like AMA racing, if that makes any sense. It was, it was a little bit of demolition derby racing. Right, and, right. I mean, I got some practice trading paint if that, if that <laughs> plays for anything or, or, uh, plays a factor in that obviously like bumping's racing, but that was a whole nother level. That's what I heard, man. Yeah. It's unfortunate. It didn't go any better. Cause yeah, it would have been fun to be, take the Hep Suzuki over there. And I know you didn't have much time on that bike anyway. I don't think you had hardly any time on that bike. So no, um, I had two days on yeah. it and it was set up for somebody else. So <laughs> right, I mean, right. I, I did pretty well considering, but yeah. no, it was my, my bike came back with all kinds of colors on it. <laughs> well, you know, Derek, the reason I said that is cause I, I, I personally think that you're capable of it. I've seen I've seen the way that you've rode in mains and stuff, and I, I think I think you can. So that's that's the reason I asked that. 
Um, Thank you. Yeah, for sure. Uh, so kind of mo- moving on a little bit. Um, do you, do you see yourself in any, what, what would it take for you to be able to do maybe a couple of four fifties and when you're on the and opposite Supercross? coast? Yeah. On the opposite coast. Um, with the team I'm on right now, we, we haven't really discussed that. And I don't think they're really looking to get into having me doing any four fifties just yet. I don't think they're in a position, mm. um, as far as their budget and, or like their sponsors spuff goes. Um, I think it would, ha- I would have to do it on my own if I were to do that. And, and depending on how my season's going in the West coast, I don't think that I'm really going to be interested in doing that just yet. Right. It would cost a fortune for you as a privateer to go do an East Coast Supercross by yourself. Yeah, and I don't know what I would really gain from that. Right. Um, unless I, like, other than just the experience with the 20 lap or a 20 minute main. Yeah. Um, I mean, if I'm in a position like top five in the series or top set, six or seven moving on top five, there's no no way I'm going to risk going and doing that. Of course. But but maybe if I'm I'm looking in these next couple of years, like, uh, thinking about moving up or whatever, I might dabble in that. Okay. Uh, how are you feeling, man? I had heard that you might've, you might've thought you had hurt your knee a little bit early on in the off season. Everything good. Oh yeah. I, uh, actually dabbed it pretty bad before the Cardiff round. Oh, okay. I, I, it, after. I had to get it drained and, and, and everything like that. But honestly, I'm, I'm back to normal now. Nothing so. too serious. Good. Yeah. You, you mentioned the team and the budget and, you know, AEO Power Sports is a somewhat new, I don't know if you we call them privateer team. I, that's, I'm going to call it a privateer team. And every year, Jeremy tries to up the game and get a little more support. And we've seen that last year was a little better than the year before. This year, a little more support. What are you seeing within the team, the team structure that gets you excited? No, Jeremy's been busting his butt and and trying to provide everything he can for for me and Josh and and just trying to grow the team. Like I I couldn't ask for more as as far as effort goes from from Jeremy. For we've made some some changes within the team that I think are really going to be good for cohesion and and uh, just just team atmosphere stuff. That's going to be awesome for next year. Mm-hmm. Um, like other than other than him. I just got to go out and perform for him so that he can get more sponsors. Like there's no, uh, there's nothing that he could do more as far as trying to do his best and putting his own money into it. And, and just, yeah, like you said, just trying to make it a better team for everybody. How regulated are you on components? Uh, you know, I think last year I want to say there were some triple clamp changes. Like, do you, are you pretty much locked into what, you have to use or are you able not necessarily just triple clamps but in general Mm -hmm. things that you feel more comfortable on are you able to pick and choose some things no i mean it we have certain companies that we uh that we run for for obviously triple clamps i think we're with x-trig again this year and um obviously rep suspension is like what we're in-house suspension basically so um we're locked in as far as parts go, but they're really open with me setting up the bike how I need to, whether that's an offset change or we were messing with some races change, like the the bearing races. We were doing a little testing with that, and we were really just trying to set up the bike for me with, with the equipment and, and the parts we have. And if I have a problem during the week, we go back out, and, and they, they sit down with me and talk to what I want to change, and and we look at our options as far as that goes. Like, I'm I'm not locked in, like, 
I have all the stuff that's on the bike is good stuff. Like if yeah, that's what you're yeah. asking, like I'm not locked into running some weird uh, <laughs> pegs or, or weird right, bars right. or something like that. Everything's really, really dialed. As far as testing and training during the week, where are you normally riding? Do you have a lot of options? Or are you kind of one of those guys that you have to go to like, I don't know, Glen Helen's track or, or whoever, you know, whatever local supercross track. Yeah, we definitely, as, as far as public tracks go, we kind of, we lost basically two this year um, in the Southern California area. So state fair went away mm-hmm. and then um, Elsinore is kind of cut back to almost private sessions. If not like, it's definitely not a scheduled session with, with uh, Elsinore and then, but, but we have a really good facility. Like my dad, I think we talked about it. We have a supergrass track in, in Menifee that we, uh, that we have uh, a few different teams um, partnered with us this year. And we, we did a full rebuild and, and our, our track is literally to spec. Like it's the best practice track that you can get. Nice. Um, yeah. So our, our training situation is really good. Paula stepped up their game this year. I mean, obviously the dirt composition is a little sandy and rocky, but the layout and the the way the jumps are built are about as good as you can get for a public track. And um, no, I mean the riding situations, it's, it is what it is. Like you got to work with what you got. Yeah. And, but other than that, like I'm getting the best training I've gotten, especially with the track that we had built. Good to hear. Yeah. Yeah. Derek. So on, on actual race day, do you, do you kind of find yourself more of like, Oh, this day's taking forever. I can't wait to get to the main event. Or do you kind of more on the other side where it's like, Oh, boom, all of a sudden the, the day's gone. Like which, how, how does the day go for you? It, it changes weekend to weekend. I think, um, some days drag on and then some days it, it feels like it, it ran through. I mean, I think that has a lot to do with how your day is going. If it's going good, then it, then it seems to, to click along really good. But if you struggle in free practice and then struggle in the qualifying, like it's going to be <laughs> a long day <laughs> a long for you. Day. So I think it's just kind of a, a mood thing. Uh, Josh did have a little bit of an injury. I think he's back on the bike now, maybe just within the last week or so. How's he doing? No, I'm I'm super impressed with how fast he's came back. He actually, I think he had to take off six or eight weeks with a, a thumb injury. So he ended up breaking his thumb from a freak crash out at our track, and and he had to get it casted. and And he took one day of kind of taking it easy, and then then he he's back to jumping everything, and and obviously he's just taking it easy and and slowly working back up to speed. But mm-hmm. for how long he took off and I think he's only been on the bike four times on Supercross so far. So he's, he's looking really good. Good to hear. Uh, I'm looking forward to seeing you guys, you know, I'm staying in the Menifee area. So does that mean I come ride your Supercross track? I'll be there. You know, I'm bringing my Husky 350. I mean, can I make some laps? <laughs> yeah. I mean, we got a corner track set up. It's like, it's almost like a miniature outdoor track. So if you want to bring your bike, you can come, come spend some laps. And no, so if you want to want to send it through the whoops, I'll video it. Yeah, so I can't get on the Supercross track and show you the slow way around? You can try. <laughs> no, I don't want to. How, how close is the closest hospital to you? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's actually right down the road. There, there you go, man. Emergency room, so. Sweet, yeah. Wide yeah. open. I may come out and watch. I will not set foot on a Supercross track. Nope, I'm out. But uh, anyway, that's cool. Um, yeah, but I'm glad to hear that you said earlier on that the bike, you know, I was kind of curious about that bike, right? We've heard, as you said, the stories and the, the, the comments and it still seems like the guys were struggling a little bit in the whoops, but you sound like you're good. No, I mean, it. as far as the how the bike handles in the whoops, I don't necessarily feel 
it's much much different than the other bike in the whoops. Like I was expecting it to it's definitely a little more front weighted. So we set up the bike to to have a pretty stiff fork and mm-hmm. and whatnot. Like obviously I I don't know the inner workings of the suspension, but That's we kind of from the first day that I rode the bike to to our test day, we took a lot of weight off the front. So it, it kind of drives through the whoops a little bit better. But no, I mean it it feels really good everywhere else. The chassis is a little bit more square. Like I, I was struggling when the bike got up in hours, like it kind of felt like a noodle under me <laughs> with last year's bike. Okay. Me being a bigger rider and whatnot, but this year the bike feels really solid in the transitions and, and just pushing through stuff. Yeah. I, I don't, it's so interesting when you guys say stuff like that, cause I'm riding a 23 Husky, but I don't feel any of that crap you guys talk about. Like, Oh, it's this or that. I'm like, oh, it just feels like a motorcycle to me, man. It's absolutely <laughs> my favorite motorcycle I've ever ridden in my entire life. I can tell you that. Does it feel like it turns a little, I mean, I don't know if, how much time you spent on the older model, but I feel like the, the bike is so much more stable in the, in the corners. So I, yeah, I haven't rode any of the older bikes. I, the 23 is the first one I've really, I mean, I yeah. wore like a 16 KTM and I couldn't even tell you how that compared. So I can't compare that. I just know when I get on that bike, I feel like I can put it anywhere I want it. No, it's, and, and you hear that about people that ride the OEMs, like the only complaints you hear are probably from, from the top, top level yeah, guys, exactly. whether that's for setup or whatnot. But everybody that I've heard that's got ridden them at the intro, the test ride, love them. Yeah. I mean, I'm in love with the 350 just in general. That's, I, I, I wish every OEM would make one because that's the only bike I want to ride. No, and there's nothing like it for yeah. sure. Like it's it's not a 250, and it's definitely not a 450. It's almost like uh, obviously it's well, in between. Yeah. But. Right in between there, Derek. Very very clever. We, of him. We, <laughs> that's, that's funny. We're going to no, get a Nobel Peace Prize on this show. <laughs> yeah. we're, 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 we're all geniuses here. Gen- yeah, geniuses. Good. Um, so did you did you get you know you kind of talked about Varese being injured, so that probably had a lot. Def- to def- I'm sorry. Start over. Probably defined it a lot, but did you have any choice on your coast for this year? Uh, no, no, we're a, we're a West Coast team. Yeah. Based oh, okay, of, I did. They're based it's, out of Temecula, the race team, and then uh, Jeremy has shops in in Glendale and uh, Arizona. So no, we're we're a West Coast team. So like we didn't we don't yeah, get a choice. I, I, in, I knew in that. that didn't you? I was just yeah, they do the outdoors, but uh, or they have been doing the outdoors, but yeah, just yeah, that's West Coast point. Supercross. Well, Derek, how's your brother doing, man? Is he going to continue trying to work for Vital and shoot? And, you know, we're going to have problems with him this year? <laughs> well, I'm sure you'll have problems with him, but uh, I think he's locked in with Vital. Yeah. Um, I think he's he's full on with them now. Like, I think he was in a probation period there for, like, 90 days or whatnot. But, no, he, he I think he he's full full with full Vital. And, and I think he's trying to come to a lot of the races. Yeah. It's going to be cool to have him there. I don't know, man. We bit, we he and I bicker back and forth about technology, and he's like, "You need to do this. You need to stream your music. You need." To, he, he's making fun of me for using an iPod, and I was like, "I'm not having it, man." My brother's kind of a bully, so you can yeah. just punch him in the face. Okay, fair enough. I'm glad that I got your permission for that. I, I liked after Straight Rhythm. <laughs> Did you watch the Weed Show? The po- uh, I mean, I'm I'm not. I'm horrible with That's that fine. kind of stuff. Like, I don't really watch a lot of that. Weeds was walking through the pits and he saw and saw Dylan, but you could tell that he wasn't sure if it was Dylan or you. 
Yeah. So his reaction was like, hey, man, what's up? And then just like, I texted him right after I watched it. I was like, you didn't know if that was Dylan or Derek, did you? He goes, I wasn't sure. It was so funny. Yeah, he looks a little bit like No, we look, we look just enough alike that people kind of get us mixed up, yeah. especially from a distance. Yeah, exactly. It was, it was pretty funny. I didn't know if you had seen that. But, uh, man, well, appreciate you jumping on. Appreciate the check-in. I'm glad you're ready to go. And we're a week and a half away, man. So let's, uh, let's get that top. I want, I want to see you top seven at A1. All right. Well, I hope to be at least there. Okay. That's what I'm expecting out of my guy. Thank you. Thank you for having me on. It's (laughs) it's been a while. It has been a while. We've been a little slow in this off season. So yeah, we just been kind of, I almost didn't do this show. We weren't supposed to have a show this week. It was very last minute. So. Oh boy. Thanks for jumping on. (laughs) Thanks for having me. I look forward to seeing you in Menifee. Hopefully you stop by the track. Yeah. We'll come by, man. Uh, Talk to you soon, buddy. All right, brother. Talk to you later. Thanks to Derek Kelly for jumping on, as he always does when I ask. We're going to take another commercial break. We will be back with Brandon Hartraff. What's up, guys? This is the 70s trade out of Entercam. I'm here to tell you about Aturbis USA. For decades, Aturbis has been the leader in motorcycle plastic and accessories like full plastic kits, frame guards, chain sliders, hand guards. In 2020, they are the proud sponsors of Red Bull, Factory KTM, Factory Kawasaki, TLD KTM, and Rocky Mountain KTM, as well as many top privateers such as myself. All you got to do is go to AturbeeUSA.com or call 1-800-659-1440 and y'all better tell them Motorhead Pajo sent you. Hey, Dad. Great race. Not sure how you could even see. Thanks, bud. Track conditions were pretty brutal, but thanks to my X-Brand goggles, I had hashtag clear vision all the way. X-Brand goggles has grown into the goggle choice of many of the top privateers, such as Ben LeMay, John Short, Alex Ray, Kyle Chisholm, as well as 2017 Works and Hare and Hound champion Gary Sutherland. Hey guys, this is Gary Sutherland, 2017 Works and Hare and Hound champion, and I trust X-Brand. My name is Ben LeMay, and I choose X-Brand goggles. Hi, I'm Andy Kiefer, and whenever I want to be best dressed, I wear X-Brand goggles. Hey guys, this is Kyle Chisholm, and for almost a decade in my professional racing career, I've chosen X-Brand as my goggles. Now, X-Brand goggles is joining the Moto X Pod Show for 2020 with their EKS, S, and Flat Out Series goggles. Go to EKSBrand.com or email DarksideMX3 at AOL.com for pricing. What's up, guys? This is Alex motherfucking Ray. And if you don't use X-Brand, then you. If you're looking for top quality hard parts, you need to visit Torque One Racing. Torque One Racing has a passion for the racing industry and are a proud supporter of the Moto X Pod Show. Find the flow with Torque One Racing handlebars, levers, shifters, brake pedals, and grips. Torque One Racing is the title sponsor of the Moto X Pod Show, so support those who support us. Visit TorqueOneRacing.com and order your Defy lock-on grips today. Our next guest of the night is going to be brought to you by Fly Racing, which has been developing and innovating its gear line since 1998. Fly Racing innovated the helmet game with their Formula helmet a couple years ago, and you can still check them out today at at all the WPS dealerships across the nation. Fly Racing, distributed through WPS. Tonight, Fly Racing brings us our buddy Brandon Hartraft. Brandon, what's going on, man? None. How you guys doing? Well, we're doing good, and this is one of those interviews, I'm going to tell you right now, it's awkward, man. We know what you've been through, and it's 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 gut-wrenching, and it's like it's hard to talk about a little bit. So, how are you feeling today? Uh, 
<laughs> just a lot a lot of emotions and a lot of soreness it's at this point waking up every day it's just a routine of being sore so um it's it's a little bit tougher than what people think but i mean i guess it's part of it uh we all sign up for it but definitely have a lot of time just sitting here um every day on the couch so mentally at times definitely pretty tough and then uh yeah. <laughs> yeah, I can only imagine. I mean, not only are you in a lot of physical pain and discomfort and a long road of rehab ahead of you, and that can't be fun in itself. And then just yeah, the middle no, side of today was today was pretty uh kind of a bummer. Just I have to get so many C T scans on like my shoulder, my back, my hip, and then out here in California is not making that easy with uh not being able to get me in and like I might possibly need sh- shoulder surgery Oh wow! and it's just, it's just ongoing. And then I, we go to Pomona, California, which is where my therapy is at. And that's about 45 minutes from us without traffic. Jeez. And then I go there and they just kind of just, we don't really get shit done today. And it's, it's just like, you're just scratching your head. Like this is miserable at times. So people don't get it. You think they just, you know, you just heal and whatever. Like i destroyed my body and yeah consequences to that and sounds like i might need surgery on some stuff so more surgery so well i i think i have a list of your injuries here uh from a a social media post you made l1 l2 end plate fractures l3 l4 transverse process fractures l1 l3 spinous process fractures left hip dislocation right rib Mm -hmm. fractures five through seven Right scapular scapular fracture and there's, uh, yeah, there's actually three more breaks. Oh Jesus! In my shoulder. Wow! And then you had the and then people don't even know I was, I was knocked out for like five minutes, man. So like, yeah, that's that, a long time. Um, I'm still feeling that actually a lot, especially when I go outside. My brain is just uh, I just feel like I'm buzzed. So it's, <laughs> a little brain frog, it's, uh, fog. It's, uh, yeah, it's just the process every day of just you know waking up and I don't know, <laughs> trying to get better. Yeah. The mental side, is there anything do you have? I mean, I know you have your wife Madison with you, but do you have any, have you looked into any professional help just for the mental side? I feel like that's something that you probably are. You're going to want to talk to somebody. I would assume it's going to yeah. be a long, um, I'm pretty stoked and we're, we're moving back to New Jersey and that's where my, obviously that's where I'm from and I'm moving back with my family and I'm so freaking happy to do that. You have no <laughs> idea. Um, personally, I don't really, you know, California is not it's it's I don't really like California so going home I'm so freaking stoked to go home honestly yeah so that's, that's gonna help that's gonna help me out a lot I, yeah having family around and more people I'm sure there and I, I want to get Madison on in a second I'm sure there's so much on her shoulders and you guys are newlyweds I mean it's Jesus like a, a, she all, got kind of sick from it uh I bet yeah I, I remember uh when I first crashed then she took a flight straight to me and then when she saw me laying there and i mean i was so drugged up but i guess i was telling her like calm down it's okay because she was about to faint mm. so seeing me laid up but uh it's just as you know it's it's quite tough on her you know not just me it's tough on her as well so yeah it's it's literally life-changing yeah i got um i don't think people realize how lucky i got from not being paralyzed like i literally pinched my spinal cord and and slid it a little bit so people don't get it they just think broken back like 
whatever and like i don't even still don't know the the diet like i still don't know everything about my espana like when they put it back together they still have it wasn't straight and they put all this hardware in there they fused my back like we still don't know anything like the whole like what's truly truly wrong so right it'll be months. can't really give you an answer on that one yeah it could be months maybe years before you really know the full extent yeah, it's, uh, I got told never ride again. I got told I can ride in a year. It's just like, you don't, I have no clue. Cause I, like I said, we still got to go to a neurosurgeon and we got to get a, a CT scan and then go to a neurosurgeon and then kind of go from there. And then, then I got to work on my shoulder and then maybe my hip. So we'll see. Yeah. I would think, I, I know as a racer and somebody that loves to ride motorcycles, that is in the back of your mind, but probably putting the possibility of riding ever again. And the, if you could put that away, that would help. You know, I don't know how you yeah, actually do that. Like, but. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. There's times where I'm just thinking like, I've been riding since I was three years old. Yeah. So like outside of this life, I don't know a damn thing. I understand. Yeah, I get it. <laughs> yeah. Brandon, so, so you, you know, you mentioned that, you know, you were knocked out for a few minutes and then I'm sure that like you said you were drugged up and I'm sure you were in and out of surgeries and all that. What what was like the first clear thought that you remember having having? Um, <laughs> like <laughs> I, I I can uh, I mean like I was knocked out and then I'm so glad I honestly got knocked out because I didn't even feel the pain until like when I like my my hip was out my my back like I guess my practice mechanics said I was freaking out about my hip then I tried getting up. Like, you got to think, I was so knocked out and concussed. Like, I don't remember anything. I'm just, mm. I don't remember the pain. I just remember getting in the hospital and then my back, like, killing me. And I was freaking out about it to give me medicine. And they couldn't give me medicine because my blood pressure was so low because I was, you know, trauma. And uh, that's kind of the first thing I remember. And then the second thing was her coming in and about fainting. Yeah. <laughs> How quick did she get to you? Was she, were you already in the hospital when she got there? Is yeah, that I have no, that, that's, she's right here. That's yeah. a question. Well, I'll get her on um, here. Oh, go ahead. So I was actually up in LA picking up one of my girlfriends that flew in from Alabama from Thanksgiving. And uh, I got the call from Dustin that Brandon had a crash, but nobody knew how severe it was. So I was like, do I need to fly up there? And he was like, yeah, maybe. So then I immediately booked a flight um, out of Orange County, but I had to fly to, I want to say it was San Francisco for an hour layover. And then I flew into Fresno. So it took me about six hours to get there. Jeez, so yeah. by that time, <clears throat> I don't remember any of that. Well, yeah, but yeah, I was well, Madison, getting I'm gonna, text I'm gonna... on the plane that Brandon had all these broken things, not just his hip or his shoulder, what, I, what we originally thought. Then I'm getting told by the surgeon that Brandon needs to go in and have back surgery. So that totally just spooked me on my flight. I just started screaming, crying. Oh, I bet. I was flying up there thinking, oh, it's a popped out hip. We're just, everything's going to be fine. Yeah, that's, <laughs> well, Madison, I'm going to get you on here in a second. I'm going to actually get some more of your thoughts on that. I want to get back into that. Let me, uh, okay. yeah, let me wrap up a little bit more with um, Brandon. But yeah, and I know you had the punctured lung and the chest tube, that's always fun. But I, I feel like with all your other injuries, that was probably like the least of the discomforts almost. It's pretty weird. Like when I first got hurt, you know, it's strictly back, back, back. And then a week and a half goes by and I'm 
oh my my hips starting to hurt all of a sudden and and then it transferred to my ribs and then now that i'm home do my shoulder like it's just weird like one week it's one thing and then the next week it's another i don't it's just like everybody's like oh hit me up how's your hip and i'm like dude what are you guys talking about things perfectly fine and then um the next week comes by and i'm like holy shit my hip's bad so yeah it was just it's just weird how the all the injuries like it just took my body maybe to maybe to settle in to understand like you actually have other injuries. I don't know. Right. Yeah. The trauma. I mean, some are, yeah, it's really science. The science of how the body works. Obviously we don't know. It's just, it's just weird. Yeah. Like it's, oh, I'm like my shoulder. I'm like, oh, dude, that's the, who gives a shit about my shoulder? That's the, <laughs> that's the weakest injury. And then right now that I'm like, my body's coherent on all these other injuries, my shoulder, like if I move it in a weird spot, it feels like it's going to snap. So like, and it's no exaggeration. Like it, it hurts like hell if I move it wrong. So it's just weird how the body works. Like you were saying. Yeah. And going back to the, I was asking about the chest tube a little bit. I've had a couple of punctured lungs and chest tubes. I, I assume you were either out or yeah, I was pretty out. doped up when they I'm put that in. I was out. Yeah. Looking at this scar, I'm like, holy, it looked like I got shanked. Right. Yeah. I've got one on each side and I was unconscious for the first one. The second one, I didn't think I had a collapsed lung. I literally thought I had broke my elbow. And I was Your just elbow. at the, Yeah, well, I, I I thought it was my elbow <laughs> and my and I was like, Yeah, I'm struggling to breathe a little bit. And they did x rays and they came in and they said, No, you your your clavicle and your scapula is broken. I was like, No, dude, look, I'm moving my arm all over. I'm good. It's just my elbow. And he goes, No, it's your collarbone. And you also have a pneumothorax. I was like, well, what does that mean? Well, you have a collapsed lung. So they literally numbed me right there and and cut me open and shoved that thing through the ribs. And it was... Did you... Were you awake for it? I was awake, but I was numbed. So it it didn't really hurt. scary as hell. It didn't really (laughs) hurt like I thought it would, but it was the awkwardest feeling when that piece of plastic or whatever goes through your ribs. I bet. I'm glad I was sleeping for it. Yeah. Well, you had to deal with a whole lot worse. So, I mean, that would... Yeah. Anyway, talk about... Talk about Dude, that's, that's the, funny because I remember. Did you have to do this? Do you use that little toy to breathe? Yes, where you have to keep it at a certain oh, level yeah. until they. You well, had to keep it in the smiley face or something. Yeah, so yes, the ladies like I'm a. They're like so like urgent to rip the tube out, and I'm like, all right, like this is gonna hurt like a motherfucker. God knows, like I'm like the tube's blood red, so I'm like, yeah, all right. And the ladies like, like uh, I want you to inhale and then exhale and i'm gonna pull on it and i'm thinking like she's just gonna do like little by little (laughs) and as soon as i exhale she ripped the whole thing out and i was just like what yeah yeah i was i don't remember the first one coming out that was back in like 94 or 5 and i don't remember at all the the second one i remember it coming out because it was infected they didn't clean it oh god and I didn't know that they were supposed to change the bandages, but they never changed the bandage. So I just figured, well, they know what they're doing. And it, it was disgusting right. well, yeah. <laughs> when it came out. Like my, my girlfriend at the time was filming it. She's like, oh, this is not good. It was really oh, disgusting. But anyway, um, talk about the industry, man. The, the re- people reaching out, Road to Recovery. They, they hooked you up with some help with the airplane, which I think probably made the process better. Oh, my better. God. That was, yeah. That made life so much easier. That was, it was either a six hour, ambulance ride or that and i literally when we hopped in the ambulance well i didn't hop in it but they put me (laughs) on a stretch the whole thing like carted me to it 
And we drove from the hospital to the airport. That was like 10 minute drive. And I'm like, dude, there's no way I could have done four hours, six hours. Six, so yeah. road to recovery has absolutely crushed, like crushed it. And for like Mike young is truly a, a gentleman. So I can't thank that dude enough. And the whole industry, it's, cr- it's crazy. And to me, it's a little mind blowing how everybody's been so awesome towards me and really, really trying to help. I've never seen anything like it. So, um, it's pretty tough because like as a moto guy, that's pro, like you don't want to really pay attention to somebody that gets, that gets hurt. And the road to recovery people are, are way more crucial than what people think when they get hurt. So those guys, those people are doing an awesome job. Yeah, it's really cool to see all that. And I was really happy that you were able to get that help from those guys. And of course, this well, is even like Ethica. Eth- I can't <sighs> believe Ethica stepped in to do that for me. They, for, literally for me to have like, honest to God, everybody's like, that's so awesome to have, you know, them to do that for you. And yeah. I'm like, Dude, to me, for me to be on my own underwear, I'm I'm like mind blown right now. Dude, I'm so mad. <laughs> I didn't see the the advertisement until they were gone. I was so mad because I am definitely an Ethica guy. Oh, it's so so badass what they did, and then yeah. same with SKBA. Um, one of my buddies from home's named Corey McFadden used to help me racing, and then uh, Dirt Bike Depot and the custom outfits guys. Like, I literally like. He's selling or he's get raffling off that trailer, but I I want that trailer. That thing is so sick. <laughs> well, that'd be cool. Maybe somebody will buy it and then they'll give it to you like that. You know, right? Yeah, I, I'm just it's just crazy. I just can't believe how much people are stepping up for me. Yeah. It's, I it, I can't even. I want to like help and like give back, but I there's not they don't want me to and it's just like i I don't even know what to do dude you just need to (laughs) worry about yourself yeah Yeah. you've always been one of those guys man that i love in the pits and like you always have time for us and give back in that way Mm -hmm. so i i i respect that you want to do something like that but yeah that's that needs to be not your concern right now take care of yourself um i am mad that i missed out on the boxers though because i would definitely it'd be weird having you on my junk but i'd wear them hey you know how many people have literally like oh my 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 dick's gonna be by your head. And I'm, like, <laughs> if I'm gonna be like, well, if your if your dick even reaches, bud. Right. <laughs> yeah, that's nice. Yeah, see, that's good that you still have a little bit of sense of humor. You could very easily be in a very dark place right now, and again, long recovery coming. But I think you're a guy that has. You seem to be very strong mentally, and um, it's good to hear you laughing, man. I love that. Yeah, it's uh, yeah. I mean, I agree. I definitely could be making this a lot worse, but. Being home in my like, so um, I got let out early um, before Christmas because I was supposed to get discharged the 28th. They let me out like a few days before Christmas, and that helped a lot just to be home and kind of get out of that place. I called my, I called it like a little, you're like a rat lab kind of like in the rehab center. They literally just pump you with meds, and mm-hmm. you just sit there and just you're kind of depressed. So I'm was stoked to get home early, and then my parents and you know wife and family have been truly helped me so much just trying to make sure i'm okay and then uh just trying to get me home and we gotta pack a house up and move back home which is going to be tough but everybody you know from madison's family to my family they're all working together to get us home so great to hear yes it's it's, like i said there's been so many great people helping us and a lot of good people in my corner just yeah it really is a good industry 
it really is a very good industry. It's tight knit. You know, you can say what you want. There's haters and there's these issues here and there, and there's some a-holes, but in the end, everybody cares. Yeah. It's, uh, literally like I have, I haven't even ever like, yeah, I agree with you. hundred, 100%. Yeah. You know, you kind of, you mentioned how you were kind of like a, you felt like kind of like a lab rat where they were just all the different medicines and stuff. You know, do you, do you kind of, now that you're getting through the recovery process, do you kind of have a plan on how to, you know, we've seen it happen in our sports so many times where pills become a problem, to, you know, when, in that recovery. But, you, I mean, yeah. you have so much going on that you, like, it's literally well, your impossible. body eventually needs it. Yeah, you're going to have to have it, it at this yeah. point. But do you, do you kind of have, like, a plan or, you know, a mindset of, of where you want to be at a certain time with, with that kind of medicine and stuff? So, um I crushed my insides and which caused me to not being, being able to pee or poop. And like right now I'm taking so many medications for me to just to literally just to drop a turd. It's, it's, <laughs> it's, I don't know, man, it's miserable at times and I'm taking so many medications for it. And I honestly have leaned off the, um, pain pills a lot. I take one at night. It's their oxys, which, um, I didn't realize they actually helped as much as they did, but, um, yeah, that I think that oxy, if I eventually stop taking that stuff, I'll be able to poop better, but yep, yep, yeah, I've been taking like, I, we counted at the nurse, like they're giving me like 13 pills three times a day. So mm. my body's just going through a freaking loop right now. Mm. So, uh, I've been pretty good about it. Um, my, my dad's freaking gnarly about pills, so he will for sure if I ever somehow get in that position, my dad will probably snap me out of it. Right. So. Right. Yeah. I was going to ask you, I know with all the internal stuff and the trauma to the body that it does start to shut down certain areas, like you said, bathroom issues, whatever. And it, again, it's those, there's things that are going to take time and you have to hope that it all figures itself out. Yeah, but, it's, it's so miserable yeah. dealing with the stomach stuff. Like my stomach will be absolutely killing me. Like I, I'm like, Oh, I feel like I'm going to, literally just have diarrhea and then i go and try and poop and nothing comes out and it's just like and it's an everyday process for the last month it's it's been uh even peeing was so bad there for a bit but i got that down kind of figured out and then pooping just has its own mind of its own is what it seems like are you having to use a catheter so at first um when i was in icu they had a catheter for about a week they took it off could not pee at all so then they put it back in. We transported it to the Casa Colina uh, Rehab Center. And then I could not pee still. And then I had, you know, doctors and nurses putting catheter in and out of me. And then, mm. and then I had Madison. I, at this one point, like, I hit this button for the nurse to come do it. And they took too long. And I'm like, you know what? Screw it. Like, this is hurting way too much. So I said, Madison, you're doing it. She did it. I mean, it's pretty freaking easy. But I had... Cat, we catch there myself maybe like twenty times. Oof, I, I, and honestly, like maybe because I was on some pills, but like once you get the hang of it, like it's not. I mean, it's it's pretty bad, but it's not too bad. Like once you get past, so when the catheter goes in, it's like whatever, whatever, whatever. And then once it hits this spot, it starts burning real bad. Ugh. And once you push through that, then you start peeing. So I just told myself every time, once you hit that spot, just push through it and then you're fine. And then pulling out 
pretty freaky, but it don't hurt. Uh, I think I'd rather have a chest tube. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, to be honest, like watching this freaking thing go down your pee hole, it's like, yeah. It, I told myself while I was racing, I'm like, listen, I will never have a catheter. I will never do any of this stuff. And then turns out I freaking do it all in one, one time. Shabam. Damn, dude. Oh, well, <laughs> dude, let, let me talk to Madison for a minute. Oh, she's right here. All right. All right, I'm on here. Well, Madison, I can't even imagine as a new wife, first of all, congratulations, Madison Hartraft. Thank you. Um, yeah, I just can't even imagine what's going through your mind. I mean, you had to be terrified. I'm sure similar to probably what his mom and dad were worried about and being so far away, you feel helpless. Yeah, I mean, you you sit there and you see him so defenseless. Like, you know, that's all he's known his whole life. And ever since we've been together, I used to race too. So I get like when it's in your blood, it's in your blood. But to see it just ripped away from him so fast and... But yeah. he's like so strong about it. So it definitely um, helps whenever he's got like a good attitude. And we have so many good people in our corner checking on us, asking if we need anything. How can I help? So at the end of the day, there's no doubt in my mind that if he does not come back racing, he's going to be good at whatever he does. Yeah, I, I I love that you have that support of him like that. That's beautiful to hear. And I it just I can't imagine what you're going through, like I said, and you know, he talked about the bathroom issues. I'm sure you're having to help, which, you know, really nobody yeah. wants to have to do I that. I mean, um, the first like three weeks I had to wipe Brandon's butt. <laughs> I mean, and he is so weird about, you know, that kind of stuff. Like, <laughs> Who is it? He's got stage fright when he goes pee. Like you can't even <laughs> be in the, the same room as him. Even if the door shut, he don't want you in there. That's so funny. it's like so crazy how life can change at the drop of a hat. Mm -hmm. I mean, he was like, you're going too far right, wiping my butt. You're going too far left. <laughs> I know this is funny to talk about, but you got to find yeah, that's good. the good and the bad yeah, of every situation. Of but it's just crazy how life just changes so fast. And yeah, I was wiping his butt for like three weeks and cathering, cathering him myself. So yeah, it's I, definitely a, a crazy way to break in a marriage. I mean... Everybody keeps saying, if you can get through this, you can get through anything. That's what I was about to say. I mean, you guys have been together. I, I feel like I've known, I've been doing this stuff for maybe five years. I feel like you've, you guys have been together at least that long, right? Um, yeah, we're going on eight years together. Okay. So yeah, you stuck through some hard times anyway, but this is definitely a hell of a test. And yeah. I, I, I have to just tell you how impressed and I am. Also like his, uh, the brain injury that he's dealing with, he's going to speech. I mean, mm. he's learning like he's forgetful of things and that's also been another hard spot is and his family can tell you the same thing is he gets so uptight and snaps like so fast and then says you know hurtful things and then uh, five minutes later he's sad because he didn't mean to say it but it just happens and I mean obviously I know what I'm dealing with because I've spoke to all the doctors and they basically told me like you're gonna deal with this and this is something that'll heal, heal itself but with time yeah so it's a lot of mental stuff that um, you know, not only with his injuries, but you're dealing with the other side of things too, of the brain sure, injury. Yeah. The, and the whole body has been shocked and gone through trauma. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah. I mean, our world is literally turned upside down yeah. to say the least. Yeah. You know, I mean, I didn't expect to be in this position. I mean, I've thought Brandon was going racing a one. We were excited and yeah. thought this is going to be his best year yet. He was coming home from Fresno. He was going up there and riding a few days a week with Dustin. They've, got like a whole new setup and he would come home telling me how great he's doing. And that's what I was hearing. I don't know. Yeah. 
Yeah, I was hearing the, how good he was. He was looking. So yeah, it's just it's crazy what but life. Puts I in, front of in you. the end of the day, I think everything happens for a reason. Mm-hmm. So I'm just gonna keep living by that, and I know we'll be good no matter what what um, happens with his career down the road. Of course. Yeah, yeah Madison. I, that was one of the points that I, I that I was gonna make to you guys. It wasn't even really going to be a question. Just you know, fifteen twenty years from now, you'll you'll look at this, and, and you know that'll be the well we got through that so you know and and so like you said everything happens for a reason and and i you're going to grow from it and it's tough now but it's it it shows you who really cares about you on the, you know around the support and you know it kind of puts everything in perspective and like i said 15 years down the road you'll you'll almost look at it as kind of almost like not necessarily a, a blessing but it'll be like well we did that so you know yeah. we we can make it through anything exactly now, I definitely think um, it's going to bring us closer together as a couple. Mm-hmm. Not that we weren't already, but I already feel like it's bringing us closer together. And um, like I said, I think he'll come back stronger. Yeah. Madison, is there anything, you know, I know Road to Recovery and the industry is trying to help out. Or is there anything that you need help with? Anything you guys can use that people need to know about? Not that I know. Like most of our friends in California, we have a pretty good group around us they're all stepping up like wanting to come help our house pack it all up because obviously the movers will come in and move the big stuff but just keep us in your prayers yeah absolutely um and i i hate this but i have to say you know that if i'm looking at a positive not that there's really a positive it is that like seeing that what you're doing to help your husband and the the not everybody would stand by. Like I, I think a weaker relationship, they'd be like, oh, I can't deal with this, right? And you're oh, one thousand percent. Yeah. So it's I've, I've watched girls in this industry walk away, not with necessarily this type of injury, but yeah, with just even a small injury. Sure. So I, I have to say it's very because I'll be honest. That was one of the first things I thought. I was like, wow, they just got married. Madison probably wasn't prepared for this, you know, like, yeah. And not only is remember Brandon just had ankle surgery and I didn't even think he was going to be able to walk down our, down the aisle at our wedding. I forgot about that. Yeah. So, I mean, the last few months have been like a whirlwind and then (laughs) we get married. We had a beautiful wedding. We had a huge turnout, like more than we would expect. And then we went on a beautiful honeymoon to another Island in Hawaii. And I'm just so thankful we at least got through that because we were literally talking, we were walking into, um, Casa Kalina today for his therapy. I'm like, thank God we already got married. He was right. like, yeah, or there wouldn't have been a wedding. <laughs> no kidding. <laughs> well, I'm very impressed with you, Madison. And I think it's really a beautiful thing un- considering the circumstances. So, yeah. Thank you guys so much for um, checking in and yeah, of course, keeping us in your prayers and maybe we'll see you guys back at on the track or around the track someday soon. We'll definitely see you around at some point. I, I believe he'll be back in at the races, even if he doesn't get to race again, he's going to be around. I, I fully believe that. But uh, yeah, let me holler at Brandon again for just a moment. Madison's really great talking to you, and I wish you the, nothing but the best of luck. Thank you. We appreciate it. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> hey, Brandon, before no I let you go, I you were in the formula, the fly formula helmet. How, I, uh, how that thing, I mean, that thing did its job. I, uh, I mean, at least I think I, I think I did. I think that helmet was so good. I was actually going to say something because you were like, oh, fly racing, something when, like when I was about to yeah, get on. And, they're sponsoring dude, the fly helmet was, that thing's good. I mean, when I put that helmet on, like compared to my other helmet, I was like, dude, this thing is the real deal. Like it suctions to my head. It's like very, very strong, I feel like. And then it's got like these cushiony things to absorb your impact. And yeah, I thought it was, 
legit. Yeah, those are those are called rayon, I believe, is what they call that. In Whatever that, that blue thing. Yeah, was, that's the, the rayon stuff. Yeah, or ray, rayon or rayon, but yeah, that's I have. I'm li- literally looking at five of them in front of me. That's what I wear. <laughs> well, I'm I'm actually wearing the 6D also now because they are going to be a sponsor of the show next year, and I I nice. trust that. Helmet. Those are good helmets too. Yeah, I trust the formula and the 6D over any other helmet. Um. And yeah, I'm glad that you had that on your head. Head. I know what you were wearing before. We won't have to bring it up, but um, yeah, I'm not gonna bring not it up. But I, if I, God knows, man, yeah, I was in that. I don't like if I was in the other helmet. Don't know what the case would be. So, um, like I, dude, I crushed the fly helmet. Like it, I smashed the shit out of it. So it did its, yeah, it did its job. I'd say. Um, I didn't really think about it, but I also didn't really care. Like I posted it and. I didn't know if Fly got mad, but like, I, no, I feel I like I had every so. right to post whatever. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I wouldn't think so. It did its job, you know, and that's the same helmet. No, and I, I didn't put that in there like, oh, like the thing for, you know, thank God we were in a fly. But right, right. You know, I mean, if people took that the wrong way, they shouldn't because that helmet <laughs> was, was honestly like first day, first time I put it on, I was like, this thing's good. So, oh, yeah. It's the same helmet that Weston was wearing when he had his issue in Paris, um, which, I mean, his yeah. face got destroyed, but had he been anything else, who knows, right? Yeah, I mean, he got, dude, he got so freaking, that was a shitty deal because it landed, the rear, rear wheel landed where his goggles was, were, right? Something, I thought it was the frame, but he basically, yeah, his head got crushed. But, I don't really know the story. I just, yeah, that was, that was bad, man, too. Jesus. Yeah. Dirt bikes, man. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> right? Yeah, it's, uh, it's a scary thing we do out of our, just our passion to go, but man, Brandon, I, I can't tell you how happy I am to hear you in good spirits, you know, and I'm sure you're going to have some moments where you're down, but I love yeah. hearing that you are up right now and that your friends and everybody, your family are surrounding you with the love and the, the compassion they need. And, uh, man, if you ever need anything that we can help with, I'd love to help out. You know, I, I'm a big fan of yours. I've always enjoyed talking to you and I just, yeah, I'll, I, I'll, uh, I'll never forget when, like when I did that, interview for the top eight you asked me a question so oh yeah slc salt lake city last uh was that last year that yeah yeah because that's a that's a moment of my life that i will just being up there with them with them guys <laughs> and you know obviously you asked me a question so i'll never forget what the question was and stuff like that so i appreciate uh you being a supporter. <laughs> yeah, man. I, I like you, dude. You're a good person. And that's, I, 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 it's funny when I get done with these interviews, I always, my, my co-host here, Scotty, I goes, mm-hmm. man, he's a good dude. And that's, <laughs> that's what I always take away from certain people is just, I don't care how good you are on a motorcycle. Really. I, I care yeah. about how you treat mm-hmm. me when I was, you know, new in the industry and you always made time for me and talked to me. And, and you, like I said, you're a good yeah, dude, man. man so, there's some, you know how it is. There's some, very good motorcycle guys, like guys on bikes that do not have good personalities. I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> that is true, and you're not one of those, and I cannot wait to see you fully recovered. And like I said, even if you're not back on a motorcycle competitively, competitively I want to see you back at the races, and I can't wait to t- interview yeah, you in a, person. There's a race this year at MetLife, and that's literally 50 minutes from my house, so I might, might need to come and obviously watch and hang out for a bit yeah dude let's make that a goal i don't think that's one that's on my schedule but i if if you make it to that race i'll make michael Lindsay send me <laughs> all right so let's make that a goal um <laughs> that's dude, a deal heal up uh when do you get home when are you heading back to new jersey how soon uh so being in like i said it's been tough trying to get these ct scans mris yeah. out here so we're not sure um the 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 real date of us leaving is the 28th, but 
we might I might go home a little earlier just to kind of figure out the situations that I'm having. So sure. we're we're not sure yet though. Okay. Well, I look forward to seeing posts and social media stuff saying that you're doing better and better and better, man. I can't wait. Well, appreciate it. Thank you guys for always uh, looking out for me. You got it, Brandon. Tell uh, Madison thank you, and uh, we're sending our love. I appreciate it. Good talking to y'all. You too, buddy. See ya. See ya. That's Brandon and Madison Hartraft. It's tough, bro. That's gut-wrenching, man, but it is part of what we do. Yeah. He does seem really good spirits, man. That's fantastic. Yeah, you know, we, we talked we talked before we got on the air. It was I was like, man, like, yeah, these interviews like that almost made me not want to do it because then I, you know, these questions you ask, I kind of feel like a, a kind of feel like a dick having to talk about that stuff. But you know, it was good to see he was very positive about it, and you know, I, I think he kind of understand where he's at, and it just kind of he's just taking it one day at a time and. To see them, you know, going through that together as a couple, I think that's very beautiful, and it, it, you know, they'll 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 be better for it. And I think he'll he'll come back, like he's, and his wife even said, you know, one way or another, he'll be stronger for it. So, I agree, I agree. Um, yeah, that was a tough thing to hear. You know, you never want to see anybody injured. Mm. It's been a really good show. We uh, we're gonna get back to our oh, e-bike discussion. Um, I didn't really want to like. We kind of had the flow of the conversation going. I didn't really want to bring it up, and it may have already been something talked about. But um, like what? Do you know like what like how the crash like happened? Yeah, we'll get to that in a minute. Okay, I got somebody on the line. Oh, okay. Uh, yes, caller. Yes, um, I like to call and just say that Scotty is like a champion, and like you're a dick because he obviously, <laughs> you know, is just a cool guy, and you're not. Man, that's not how I thought this was going to go. I like this. That was you <laughs> poorly said. Um, hang on. <laughs> Stop acting like an idiot. You're the idiot. Don't be an idiot. Changed my life. So, hey, TJ, you've been, you've been cleaning air filters with the windows closed? <laughs> let's, let's, let's talk we about use gasoline, this, uh, too, so it's definitely working. Let's talk about your poverty e- poverty bike. My EBT mountain bike? Yeah, let's talk about that. What does EBT stand for? That's the that, that's the card that they give you for having food stamps. I was, oh, yeah. <laughs> I was wondering what the hell that meant when you kept putting that text, and I just went passed over. Well, yeah. well what's it called? Uh, Chase is the one that said it. I think originally, or oh, maybe JT, one of those guys. <laughs> yeah. Well, anyway, so all right, let's get into this contraption you have. That built. thing's quick, dude. It's it quick. Okay, so here's it does okay. So to, to give the listeners a little bit of something to understand. Everybody that we hang out with pretty much kind of all either has or rides mountain bikes. And over the years, I've wanted to partake because parts of mountain biking are fun. But living in East Texas, you spend 95% of your time pedaling, and that sucks. Which you're supposed to do on an e-bike, by the way, Scotty. Yep. The point yeah. is no, assist. Hold on. Hold, hold on. He hold built on. a moped. So I decided <laughs> I wanted to be able to go ride, and for me to do that – I decided the e-bike that you and all your buddies that talk about e-bikes are awesome. That sounds fun, and it'd be even double fun if it had a throttle. And so again, you built a moped. That's wait, e-bikes don't have throttles. No, no, it's pedal assist. You pedal, and when you pedal, it makes the oh. thing go. You can pedal assist this bike, or you could just twist the throttle and ride it like a mountain. I mean, like a dirt bike. It's the best of both worlds. I say, TJ, when I, I hopped on it, and I was I was impressed about how quick that thing and the, was. And the motor is like mounted on the top frame, and it looks like there's like an no. anchor on the. No, 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 no. The battery. Okay. Oh, that's the so battery. Okay, whatever. When I did some research into this, I was like, 
I got the motor that I wanted that is legal for the trails. It's the biggest you can put on there legally. But then I thought, I want a big battery because I don't want it to die in the middle of the trails because that would be the worst. And so I ordered maybe too big of a battery. Yeah, because all these companies, Scotty, that make these high-end mountain bikes that have been doing this and like have it perfected, they don't know. I want to go bigger. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I exactly. Like he he's got like a liquor cabinet on his top frame. I mean he could dude, Okay. I, dude, I trust a redneck in a garage way more than I trust a corporation. <laughs> so so if anybody really, who's but, listening if anybody bad. in the YouTube chat, if you click on my link in the YouTube deal or my you could see the bike in my video that I built and I have more testing coming and Before my, he my thing it. is this. And what I need the listeners <laughs> to help me promote is I need to get Jamie and Scott, everybody together, make a video of everybody testing this thing out on the mountain bike trails. Yeah, I'm out. Well, yeah, I, I don't, I don't really have never really done mountain bike stuff that much, so I'm not trying to die. Yeah, well, no, you won't, you won't at all. The only reason why I crashed is because I was following <laughs> Doc. I misunderstood what he said, and I followed him over like a jump that wasn't a jump; it was more of a drop. And I tried to send it, and then weeded myself all the way down a hill. <laughs> Jesus, TJ. But that had nothing to do with the bike. And I will say the bike held up. And then the happy accident about the battery being up top means that you can actually hold the bike, like squeeze with your knees like you do on a dirt bike, and it makes it even better. So it was like a a very happy accident the way it's designed, and I think I like it even more now. I don't even know what to say. So one one of the listeners said it reminds me of tool time. Yeah, it's it is very similar to yeah. a Tim Taylor. <laughs> yeah, more, more power. power. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's very similar. And the, but with Tim Taylor, his shit always failed. Yeah, TJ stuff actually generally works. It just looks hideous. <laughs> Dude, and I did I did buy an old mountain bike to put it on. So right. Yeah, and yeah, okay, that thing you can that you have you can put onto anything else that you want. Yeah. I, yeah. That, yeah, he can yeah. put it on the back of his truck because it's big enough. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyways, so if anybody was interested, um, a Motoheads Garage, he'd check it out. It's a um, it's a fun build, and I've got more coming. Is he more using testing. his own show to pump and, his own show. <laughs> yeah. Well, he's not part of the show. He, he asked if you were promoting your your show on your own show. It's like, well, I, I am promoting my channel on our show. Yeah, on, I guess so. I didn't channel? think about that. Yeah. <laughs> It's the show about a show. show. All right, TJ. Uh, well, how, who are your picks for A1? For oh, A1, retarded. like winners in both classes? Yeah, give me your winners uh, in each class, and we got to get out of here. we got to wrap this thing I, up. I just, just 450 class, I'm going to have to say Roxon. 250 class. Uh, Jet. Okay. I'm going to go Jason Anderson, and I'm going to take Fortner, just because. Uh, yeah, and I think that... I think that Scotty's take on um, Cole, if Colt? he um, if he's right at all, at all, at all. If Cole has a great year and everybody's who talking about him. Who the hell is him. Cole? <laughs> Cole? Cole Sealy? Yeah, he's Cole only doing a couple of rounds. I'm sorry, it's Colt. 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 I said Cole. Colt. Colt 45, sorry. baby. Colt Nichols. If, he has, if, if he's right about this at all, about Colt, then he will, um, he'll never let you live that down. Uh, well, I mean... No, he would. He, Darkside would just change the subject. Not I didn't get, say speak he much. can't win. <laughs> no, we're just going to say that if if he's doing great when he comes on the show, Scott is going to be like, "Look, I believed in you the whole time, yeah. and Jamie never." And did. I didn't think you could top three. 
consistently. And then and then Jamie went along to say that he's never been a dick ever. I haven't. Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. All right. See ya. <laughs> Later. Later. All right. That was TJ. That was show two fifty three. Uh, anything else before we go, Scotty? No, man. Good. Good luck being a Cali guy for a month. Have, have it's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah. Apparently, I'm going to go ride an AEO's track. And yeah. I'm going to go ride. You're not allowed actually, to. You're not allowed to get on the track though. <laughs> no, he said I could. Okay. And then I'm, I'm supposed to go to Richard. Film Taylor's, it because I want to see that track. And man, we're gonna we're gonna ride a lot while I'm out there. You could you could I ride that going. supercross track and then take the video, fat like put it on like a two times fast forward and still not have a better lap time than one of the facts. I wouldn't argue pros. that because I wouldn't be jumping anything. I'll just be rolling everything. Yeah. Like, how's he going? His how's his lap times the same? He's like, woo, 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 uh, I think we're gonna go to Glamis. And yeah, we're gonna have a lot of fun. We're going to the don't zoo. jump on don't jump on anybody. Do my best, but uh, it's gonna be fun. I want to thank for the very last time with some of these: the Cherubies USA, Race Tech, Fly Racing, X Brand Goggles, Works Connection, Torque One Racing, Our Jerky, Berm Lords Graphics and Jersey ID, Shock Socks, Williams Moto Works, Extreme Colors, Blood Lubricants, Power Band Racing, True Fusion Sports, Grill Your Ass Off, all the sponsors that have stuck with us for all this time. Thank you. We will be back. With some new sponsors, new year, a little new, new setup in a new year. Um, just stick with us. I don't know exactly when the next show is going to be. I, I know there won't be one next week. I'll be driving. We should be doing something the following week from Michael Lindsay's place or wherever we decide to set up. Stick with us. We'll be back. Um, like I keep saying, thanks. That's it. That's 253. We're out of here.